Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You wanted the best? You got the best. Often imitated, never duplicated. It's Mid-Missouri's best post-game show. The Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. Hosted by Joe All. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Curly Fifth Quarter, week number 10 in the high school football season, and one of the most exciting weeks of the year, the first round of district play. And, Travis, you know, this is a week everybody throws their records out, everybody zero and zero, and uh, a lot of exciting games tonight. Yeah, for sure, and you and I talked a little bit before we got on the air. We already had a seven seed beat a two seed in Class 2. You know, we got good weather for it. It's finally football weather. Uh, the, The... the cold and the wind is still here, but the rain stopped uh, for the most part around the area tonight. So Now, let me get that straight. You call this good weather? I've coached in worse. Yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah. I've, I've sat on really tall press boxes in about eight-degree weather, too. So okay. this, this is like summertime. Okay. I'll, I'll rest my case. Well, folks, good to have you with us tonight. We'll be here till probably around midnight, maybe a few minutes after. Again, this is the first round of district play. And, hey, if you go to sleep, that's okay. We put a lot of people to sleep every Friday night. So don't think anything less of it if you do. But glad to have you along. Let's take a real quick timeout. Come back. We've got some scores. We'll run what we have here in just a minute. Napa know how. The name of the game is protection. A little hard work in the trenches saves a whole lot of headache and heartache down the road. Your local Napa Auto Parts store is always here to help with dependable parts and expert advice. And Napa is making it easier than ever with helpful ordering options, like order online and pick up in-store or free next-day delivery. Visit NapaOnline.com or visit your local Napa stores in Carrollton and Brunswick to learn more. Napa know how. More and more area farmers are relying on professional ag services at Lathrop, Missouri, a premier provider of Pioneer and Corteva brand products in Clinton and Caldwell County. For more information, call the office at 816-740-6720. Professional ag services for the farmer who gets it done right. Professional ag services, Lathrop, Missouri. Ray Carroll Insurance is part of your local cooperative. Ray Carroll Insurance agents David Mazdam, Lacey Warren, Ryan Minnick, Brennan McCollum, and Zach Tolson have a commitment to personalized service to help you choose the best protection for crop insurance, auto, home, or farm. Schedule a consultation today with Ray Carroll Insurance. The Bank of Odessa is community committed. Their goal is for every person who enters the bank to be better off financially for having made the choice to bank with them. For personal or business banking, savings and loans, a personal banker will find the financial solution to fit your lifestyle. Bank of Odessa, Lafayette County's leading bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. What don't you want when car or truck shopping? Stress? Overbearing salespeople? Struggling with financing? Haggling over the price? Heard enough? There's none of that at Banner Colson Chevrolet because truthfully, they don't like it either. Family owned and operated, doing the best to make your car shopping an easy experience. Banner Colson Chevrolet, Highway 13, Higginsville. 
You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country, 103.9 KRLI. Okay, folks, good to have you with us tonight. Hey, the Curly Fifth Quarter Show, week number 10. Got a good crew here. Jim Woods on the board. Donnie King's in getting scores. Stephanie Shannon scores and taking phone calls. And Travis Zoll will be doing interviews. So Drew Tully and Chick Miller probably be along later on this evening. So we got a full crew. But, hey, we're a little bit different format tonight. Normally we break it up by conferences and kind of tell you who's winning and what conference. Now we're going to break it down into districts because, as we said at the top of the show, this is the first week of the district playoffs. So we do have some scores. Let's take a look at what we do have. In Class 1, District 2, Monroe City, they're the number one seed in that district. No problem tonight. They beat Van Forest 70-16. In uh, District 4, it was a rematch of last week. Lincoln knocks off Cole Camp. If you remember, the Cardinals beat the Bluebirds last week. Well, Lincoln at home tonight beats Cole Camp 22-14. Lincoln, the number four seed in that district. They'll play the winner of tonight's Crestridge Skyline game. Also in that district, Adrian, who's the number three seed in that district, they shut out midway 44 to nothing. Up in Class 1, District 5, Fayette keeps rolling. The Falcons are 9-1 right now. Oliver Slater tonight, 66-24. It was South Callaway beating Tipton in that uh, district. Also South Callaway, the number three seed. In Class 1, District 6, Highland they're the number two seed there. Marceline, the number one seed. They got a bye tonight. Highland, number two, beats Paris 60 to nothing. In uh, Class 1, District 7, good game here. South Harrison and Polo, two very evenly matched teams. South Harrison wins a squeaker over Polo tonight, 7 to 6. South Harrison seeded fourth. Polo seeded fifth in that district. Gallatin, the number two seed in that district, beats Putnam County 48-16. to Class 1, District 8, West Platte, the number four seed, ends the season for Wellington Napoleon. West Platte wins it 39 to nothing. Mid Buchanan, the number two seed, they remain unbeaten. They're 10-0. They beat Plattsburgh tonight 56-6 in a game that was on mid-vid tonight. It was East Buchanan, the number three seed in that district, shutting out Carrollton 42 to nothing. Let's go down to Class 2 right now. We don't have that many scores in Class 2. Class 2, District 5, it was holding. The Eagles having a very good year right now. They're the number four seed. They beat Versailles tonight 14 to nothing. Class 2, District 6, Centralia, the number five seed there, upsets number four, Montgomery County. Centralia wins it 22 to 8. The number three seed, California, they beat North Callaway 35 to 8. Class 1 districts or Class 2 District 7, Trenton, the number 5 team, upsets Brookfield. Brookfield beat Trenton earlier in the year in overtime. Tonight it's all Trenton as they beat Brookfield in Brookfield 28 to 6. It was number 3 seed in Macon all over Clark County 42 to 6. Here's the big upset of the night. In Class 2, District 8, the Lawson Cardinals, they're the number 7 team in that district. Lawson under Caleb Crawford, seeded number 7 in that district. They upset number 2 seeded Pembroke Hill, 36-35. to Sounds like a whale of a game. So congratulations, Caleb and the Cardinals, 36-35 over Pembroke Hill. Let's go down to Class 3 right now. In Class 3, uh, in District 5, it was Eldon, the number 4 seed, beating number 5 seed, Southern Boone, 36-13. Here we go, folks. Booneville, the number 2 seed in the district, they beat Fulton at home, 40-20. Booneville, with that win, moves their record to 8-2. and two. And Blair Oaks, the number 3 seed in that district, they bomb School of the Osage, 53 to nothing. That sets up a rematch of Blair Oaks and Booneville next week. You remember Booneville beat Blair Oaks around week number 3 of the season this year, ended Blair Oaks' 44-game try county conference winning streak those two teams will tee it up again next week in boonville 
And I think that's all. We one more score in, in Class 3, District 8, Chillicothe. The Hornets are the number two seed there. They beat Kansas City Central by a score of 55 to nothing. In Class 4, in District 7, it was Harrisonville beating Grandview 51 to 15. I also saw in Class 4, Marshall falls to Kirksville. Kirksville, the number three seed there. They beat the Marshall Owls 35-12. to And finally, in Class 5, hey, a nice win tonight for the Smith-Cotton Tigers. The Tigers were the number five seed in Class 5, District 7. Smith-Cotton goes into Ruskin tonight up in Kansas City. Smith-Cotton wins that one 35 to nothing. That's what we've got right now. I'm going to check the ticker. Let's take a timeout. Back with more right after this. You love Mulch's Country Mart. Now when you don't have time to shop in store, you'll love that Mulch's will shop for you. Just go to MyCountryMart.com or download the app. Start filling your Mulch's Country Mart virtual shopping cart. Select your pickup time. You can even pay online or when you pick up. Try Mulch's Country Mart online shopping today. When looking for insurance coverage, isn't it important to have an agent you know and trust to be there when you need them? Local families have depended on Grinnell Mutual and the Kane Insurance Agency for quality insurance protection and friendly personal service for decades. We are proud to count many of our customers as friends and neighbors. Call David Kane at the Kane Insurance Agency for a free quote. At our bank, quality isn't measured in words, but actions. We've been creating a safe, secure, and strong bank for our customers from one customer to another, generation after generation. Because your financial future and that of your family is never taken lightly. Errol County Trust Company. 100 years strong since 1919. Member FDIC. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for road trips. We're for covering as much ground as possible on two, four, or 18 wheels. We're for drop tops, T-tops, classics, cruisers, pickup trucks, and dump trucks. We're for displaying Missouri plates like medals of pride. Have you ever hit a deer? Yep, we're for you too. We're for getting stuck behind a tractor on a two-lane highway. And if you're a Missouri driver, we have an auto policy for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. I am Jason Gant, your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance Agent. And if you're in Carroll County, I've got you covered. TDR Auto Plaza is changing the way used cars are sold. They take pride in listening to each and every customer's needs. See for yourself by stopping by their showroom at I-35 Kearney or visit them on the web at tdrautoplaza.com. TDR Auto Plaza, proud supporter of youth sports. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your hosts, Joe All. Well, let's talk a little college football right now. We'll be homecoming tomorrow down in Fayette for the Central Methodist Eagles. Eagles off to a good start. They're 6-2 and two right now. They'll play the Missouri Valley Vikings. Vikings come in at 3-5, and five, and boy, that's a, that's a rivalry game right there anytime Missouri Valley and Central Methodist took up. And uh, Last week, the Missouri Valley Vikings went on the road to Benedictine, played a good game but came up short and here's our Missouri Valley College preview for this week well, last week the Missouri Valley Viking football team ventures out to Atchison Kansas to play a real strong Benedictine Raven team the Ravens win the game 47 to 37 but wow what a what a second half effort by the Vikings they trail at one time 30 to 3 but in the second half the Vikings score on all five of their possessions what a great performance by quarterback Darian Cole as he throws for three touchdowns runs for another scrambled all afternoon and really created some opportunities on offense and Missouri Valley Coach Paul Troth talks about his quarterback, Darian Cole. Oh, no question. He, he finally got healthy these last couple, more healthy than he's been all season. 
uh, these last couple of weeks, and, and it, it showed. So we're hoping to, to keep him healthy. But, uh, uh, no, he, he has played very well, and, and uh, you know, he's been – uh, our MVP the last two weeks on offense, um, you know, as we go into meetings and, and talk about things. So we want to see him continue to play well and, and continue to improve. And, and uh, uh, like I said, we just we got to get off to a faster start. Tomorrow the Vikes will head down to Fayette. They'll take on the Central Methodist Eagles. It'll be homecoming at Central Methodist. Valley comes in with a record of 3-5. and five. Central having a very good season at 6-2. and two. And Coach Traw talks about what his team will have to do in tomorrow's game. Yeah, like I said, we're not the schools aren't very far apart, so there's a lot of familiarity, and uh, we'll go over there, and and they're having a good season, and, and they've won a couple of close games, and and uh, it's it's going to take a great effort by us, and and we're going to have to not beat ourselves, and by that I mean we can't turn the ball over and do those things. They're they're very very good defensively, so uh, you know we're going to have to take care of the football and find a way to put some points on the board. It's Missouri Valley against Central Methodist tomorrow. That's a huge rivalry game. Homecoming at Central Methodist, kickoff at 2 o'clock in Fayette. Okay, that's Coach Paul Troth and the Missouri Valley Vikes. They play at Central Methodist, always a good game, and those two hook up. Hey, you've got to get the Chiefs back in line. Chiefs lose that tough game to the Tennessee Titans 27-3 to last week. And here's a preview. The Chiefs play on Monday night. Here's a preview from the Chiefs. The two-time AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs off to a rough start this year. Chiefs have a record of 3-4. and four. They've got wins over the Cleveland Browns, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington football team with losses to the Baltimore Ravens, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Buffalo Bills, and last week that disappointing 27-3 loss to the Tennessee Titans on the road. But Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes says, we've got a lot of leaders on this team, and we'll get it together. We have enough leaders in this team. We have to find a way. I mean, I don't know what that's going to take yet, um, but I trust that we'll find it. I mean, that that's what's part of leadership. That's what part of great teams are is being able to battle through adversity. It's been uh, kind of rainbows and flowers and awesome for these last few years, but whenever you want to build something substantial and you want to build something great, it, you're going to go through parts like this. We're, we're still We can still go get whatever we want. Um, but it's going to take us getting better every single day. Uh, I think we have the talent in this locker room that we can we can make it happen. That's Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs will be back at home in primetime once again on Monday night. They'll be at home to play a team out of the NFC, the New York Giants. Again, the Chiefs come in with a 3-4 and four record at Arrowhead on Monday. Okay, that catches you up on Mo Valley and the Chiefs. Well, in high school football, the Odessa Bulldogs, one of the better teams in the state of Missouri, the Bulldogs have only lost one game this year. They had their 31-game winning streak snapped a couple of of weeks ago. They are the MRVC West Conference champs. A bye tonight, number one seed in District 7. And earlier I had a chance to catch up with Bulldog head coach Mark Thomas. Well, the Odessa Bulldogs had a bye tonight. Is there the number one seed in their Class 3 district? And right now chatting with Bulldog head coach Mark Thomas. And Mark, before we start talking about the district play, I want to congratulate you. Your Odessa Bulldogs just won their fourth straight MRVC West Conference championship. And with all the many strong football programs in that conference, to win it four years in a row, that's quite an accomplishment. We're we're very excited about that and happy that we were able to accomplish that goal this year. Well, you really did well. And, you know, and it wasn't easy sledding. You had some tough games, and your kids played well with the game on the line in quite a few different games, didn't they? That they did. You know, our conference is extremely tough from top to bottom. Um, you know, every... Every game was uh, was a was a real challenge for us, and so, you know, there were there were few that seemed maybe a little bit easier than they actually were, 
but uh, and then the ones that look tough, they they definitely were. Well, and you're in Class Three, District Seven, and uh, you're the number one seed in that district. So you get a bye the first week, and uh, next week you'll play the winner of the Oak Grove Pleasant Hill game. And you talk about that game, uh, Oak Grove. You beat them twenty nine to twenty one. Uh, they drove down deep into your territory late in the game. Your defense held up and held them out of the end zone. And then Pleasant Hill, you beat them twenty seven to twenty four. So you'll have a dogfight regardless of who you have to play, won't you? Exactly, and we knew that there was a good chance that we would play one, if not both, of them. And, you know, we didn't, at that point in time of the season, we weren't sure how our district would shake out. But because uh, I expected them, you know, to win a few more games than they actually did. But if you go back and look at all their scores, you know, um, there's a lot of really tough, close ball games all the way through. So, we know we've got our hands full, whoever we end up playing. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to have to really play well to, to be able to win. And as we said, you'll play either Oak Grove or Pleasant Hill. And if you, if you win that ball game, then you'll play either Kansas City Center or Summit Christian, a couple of good teams there. And, hey, you played Center early in the year, played them just a few weeks ago. You hold on to beat them 42-41. to 41. So there's not an easy mark in that whole district, is there? No, there isn't. It's really tough. Um, you know, um, I just – yeah, that that center and some Christian that'll be interesting. I know both both teams have high powered offenses, and they you know they have the ability to score a lot of points. So um, you know you get through one, and and there's there's something there waiting for you. But that's that's the great thing about the MRVC. I've, you know, ever since I played in that conference years and years ago, that conference has always got your playoff ready if you were able to get through the conference. Well, and I remember two years ago, of course, you win the Class 3 state championship. You go undefeated. Last year, you have an undefeated team, and then COVID steps in late in the year. So I know you've got quite a few guys on your team this year that were on last year's team, and I'm sure they feel like they've got some unfinished business. Yeah, we 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 definitely have some things, you know, there's some motivation, especially among our seniors. They were really close with last year's group of seniors, and uh, they, uh, you know, they're they're really motivated to try to really, you know, take this season as, as far as we possibly can. That's Mark Thomas, head coach of the Odessa Bulldogs, and of course the dogs are off tonight. They'll play. We don't have a score yet on that Pleasant Hill Oak Grove game. Odessa will play the winner of that game next week. Odessa seated number one in that district. And got Travis, Travis all alongside. And Travis, I tell you, the Odessa Bulldogs back in the playoffs again. They got the number one seed. You know, I talked with Coach Thomas. Last year they were undefeated. This time, this is a week they had a COVID issue, had to bow out of the playoffs. So I'm sure they've got some guys on that team that remember that experience last year as we talked with Coach Thomas, some unfinished business. Yeah, for sure. And, of course, you know, last time a lot of those kids were in the playoffs, they were sophomores, and they had that that great state title run. Um, and, and you know, they're probably, hopefully, they're going to just enjoy the ride a little bit and, and realize, you know, how fortunate they are to be playing, you know, high school football. There's a lot of kids that don't have the opportunity to do that uh, in the United States and around the world. So, um, you know, they're, I'm sure they're going to be grateful. I'm sure they're going to. They're going to play well next week. It will not be easy, though. They've got, they're have got they going to play the winner of the Pleasant Hill-Oak Grove game next week. Those two teams battled Odessa tough. 
within one touchdown when they played during the regular season. And if they should get by that, they'd run into either Kansas City Center or Summit Christian, another very good team. And Odessa beat Center by one point earlier in the year. Yeah, you know, Odessa's got, you know, their their seven and one or eight and one record, but they, they they've been challenged this year, but but part of that I think is kind of how he's built the team. It's kind of a running team, and um, you know they're not gonna, they're not air raid. They're not going to you know sit there and put up seventy points in the first half and it'd be a running clock. And uh, you know I, I think Coach Thomas you know plays really well with his with the personnel that he has. I think the thing that stands out with Odessa and Coach Mark Thomas, they've won that MRVC West Conference Championship four years in a row. And you've got some very strong football programs from top to bottom in that conference. And to do that four times in a row, that, that's pretty special. Yeah, you know, especially there's there's great coaches in that conference. Obviously, um, you know, a lot of those schools have great athletes coming through. And the, the thing about... You know, if you're a coach at a school for for long enough, you really don't have a lot of secrets. Everyone has a really great scouting report on you, so it comes down to execution and um, you know, ba- make, making sure that your kids are, are are playing you know up to their potential and and, and playing 100 percent every week. Okay, let's take a real quick timeout. We come back, going to talk it over with the Richmond head football coach Nick Purcell right after this. I'm Jeff Adams, your Carrollton Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why I'm a proud supporter of Carrollton Trojan Athletics. Call Jeff Adams at 660-542-1629. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Scarborough Law Office, your local legal partner in Odessa, serves West and Central Missouri and can help with a variety of legal issues, including estate planning, criminal, civil, local government, and fire district law. Scarborough Law Office, up the street, on the corner, just down the road. Your hometown law office. Give them a call or visit ScarboroughLawOffice.com. Have you noticed a new building on 10th Street in Carrollton? It's a new location for Home Savings and Loan Association of Carroll County. A brand new facility, the same personal service with added convenience and an expanded drive through including a drive through ATM. Come in today. Home Savings and Loan Association of Carroll County with branches in Norburn and Carrollton. There are more and more people working from home and students participating in virtual learning. So having a fast, reliable internet service has become a necessity. Green Hills Communications is a local company with highly trained technicians. If you're looking for a reliable internet service, then give Green Hills Communications a call at 660-644-5411. How do you measure success? In points? In wins? trophies. At Shelter Insurance, we measure success in the quality of our products and services, in our community support, in being there when you need us most. We're your shield. We're your shelter. See Shelter Agent Tara Hilbrenner in Carrollton, proudly serving Carroll County. Highlights and coaches' interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. Okay, we're back at you here on the fifth quarter. Good to have you with us tonight, and this is week number one of district play. And, hey, how about the Higginsville Huskers? The Huskers moved their record to 9-1. and one. They beat Lone Jack tonight in the first round of district, 71 to nothing. And right now we've got Coach Steve Cook on the line. Steve, before we get into tonight's game, I want to say congratulations to you. Last week you wrap up the MRVC East Conference Championship, your second conference title in the last three years. So, good job. Hey, I appreciate that, Joe. Yeah, the boys, you know, that was a big goal for ours, and, you know, there was a you know a lot of 
a lot of expectations for you know a couple teams and for us to come out and really uh, you know be able to, to get after it we were proud of them and you know they they had the goal set that worked real hard for it well tonight you beat lone jack 71 to nothing and uh, another convincing win and boy since that richmond game boy you've been putting some big numbers up offensively 39 75 69 71 and 71 again on offense and uh giving up very few points i think you've given up like one touchdown in the last four or five games. So, boy, you're getting it done on both sides of the ball, aren't you? Yeah, you know, we're the, we're proud of how the guys are playing. And, and uh, you know, we feel like uh, we've been able to do that from all three levels, you know, with our, our varsity, our JV, and our freshman team. And, and you know, the, the scores have kind of gotten a little out of hand, but that's not our intent, you know, as far as, uh, you know, how we want our guys to play hard, you know, at every level. And we're coaching our our freshman team just as hard as we are a varsity team in those situations and they've done a great job responding to that and, and you know and it's led to led to some good results for them and for the future well you know a positive thing about that in those games where you've won convincingly you've got to have, get a lot of kids in the ball game a lot of your younger kids have got quite a bit of experience which should pay dividends in the future yeah you know and, and we there's a fine line with that too joe and you know it's something that we hope we're gonna we're gonna condition hard early early this next week uh, in a big way because our starters other than special teams uh, did not play a lick of football other than after the first quarter was over tonight you know so uh, you know that's something that there's a fine line there with you know with our goals and trying to you know keep our guys you know going in the right direction but but we feel like they're they're dialed in and and doing a good job of that you know and uh, you know, that's just how we got to keep approaching things. You know, I was going to say that, and that, that's, that the good side is you get a chance to play a lot of kids, but the, on the flip side, you, you're not sure your, your regulars <clears throat> maybe have had enough snaps to stay in tip-top shape. And then you get to the point where you say, you know, late in the game, our guys really haven't had to make plays with the game on the line. So there there's some negatives to that too, aren't there? Yeah, there are. But, you know, we, we have been in big games, you know, uh, with our, you know, week three with Summit Christian out yeah. of the dog fight, of course. Our, our Richmond game week five, uh, you know, and we, and anyways, you know, it's just one of those deals. They've been there, you know, unfortunately we haven't been there in the last few weeks, but, you know, the guys are, you know, hopefully, you know, that's, that'll be the true sign of a of maturity of our football team, which I think is there, and I feel very confident it's there. And, you know, we're going to have to show up and play four quarters next week. Uh, versus the talented Warsaw team. Yeah, you got some good. You had some good. Nice win, thirty-five twenty-one over Summit Christian and thirty-five twenty-six over Richmond. Two very good football teams. I know your kids have been tested, but uh, you know, okay. Next week you play Warsaw. They win tonight. Uh, they get a very convincing fifty-two to nothing win over Knob Noster. And Warsaw's got a great tradition and a good football team this year, don't they? They do. They do. They got an outstanding uh, quarterback, senior quarterback for them, and uh, you know, and, and do good things out of their out of their backfield and their spread set with him and they they have a lot of different guys uh moving around and, and uh, you know they execute what they're doing very well you know and defensively the same thing goes and you know it's just one of those you know we'll get out and, you know we're watching film and prepping uh, as we speak and uh, you know we just got to get out and have a good week of prep next week well you'll be back at home next week to take on warsaw you're number two they're number three in the district and i know i've heard a lot of people are really excited about husker football this year so that'd be good to be back at home again it will be, you know, and and I encourage, you know, I encourage everybody to get out. It's hard, you know. I know the weather was was poor this week, and and with some of the games being lopsided, I know it's hard to get a crowd out there. But I encourage all of the, you know, Lafayette County faithful to to be out next week to cheer us on. As we know, if we are fortunate enough to win next week, we'll have to be on the road, uh, most likely for a district championship. 
you know, but but we feel like Holden will be very competitive on the other half of that bracket as well. So, but we want to pack the stands next week and, and keep it one game at a time for certain. And uh, you know, but just hope to have that crowd there next week. Hey, Steve, always enjoy the visit. Once again, congratulations on that conference championship. Nice win tonight, seventy-one nothing over Lone Jack. And give us a buzz next week. We'll talk uh, Husker football again. Will do. Thanks a lot, Joe. Good talk to you. Bye bye. Five decades of real country favorites. The only place you'll find them is here. KRLI Multiband. Curly Country 103.9. Okay, well, that was Coach Steve Cook. The Higginsville Huskers, also in the MRVC East, a team that Higginsville beat earlier in the year, the Richmond Spartans. That's a game that ended up being for the conference championship, and Higginsville wins that one over Richmond 35-26. The Richmond Spartans have dropped down to Class 2 this year. They're the number one seed in Class 2 District 8. They had a bye tonight, and uh, they'll play the winner of tomorrow's Lathrop-Hogan prep game. And earlier had a chance to talk it over with Spartan head coach Nick Purcell. Okay, now in the fifth quarter, talking with uh, Nick Purcell, the head coach of the Richmond Spartans. And, Coach, uh, hey, a real good regular season. Congratulations on that 8-1 uh, and one year. Yeah, last Friday night, we didn't get a chance to chat with you. You played Lexington in the Bell game, and you win that one 41-8. to eight. So that that's always a big win when you get a win over Lexington. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Bell games are always hotly contested and bring a little bit extra to that to that game that that bell game every year so um we knew we'd um have to play well and and i think we did and you know they uh they're they're still trying to figure it out a little bit over there and but they have some good athletes and some good playmakers and um the gosnell kid he's a he's a very good player and we still felt like we had to play really well um to get out of there with a win and in the end uh we ended up stopping the run really well our defensive line played well defensively and um, had a couple turnovers that were huge and set us up in some short fields. So it was a, it was a fun game, though, and happy to keep the bell back in Richmond. Well, I think you've won that game three years in a row, and I'm looking at your team. Like I say, you guys are 8-1 on the year. Talk about your defense. They play well, but offensively, you guys have averaged between 47 and 48 points a game this year in your first nine games. So guys putting a lot of points on the board, aren't you? Yeah, and, and I think it all kind of ties together, really. The uh, you know defensive, Defensively has set us up with some short fields at times, and offensively have had made some some guys make some big plays and some we have a lot of guys that can do that though between you know a lot of people know about our quarterback but you know our two back Aiden Iveson and and Evan Vandiver do a heck of a job running the football and we got some receivers on the outside that Lane Cavanaugh and Jordan Alexander that make some big plays on the outside for us can't do any of that without a really good showing from an offensive line group that's one of the best groups we've had here in a long time so 16 we had an offensive line group that was pretty similar to this and since that group i don't think we've had a group like this well you guys dropped down this year from class three down to class two but you're in district eight you're seated number one in the district and by being seated number one you've got a, a bye tonight this friday night and you know some coaches say i like the bye some say i'd rather be playing what are your feelings is a bye a good thing for you I don't know if it if it really probably affects us either way too much. Um, I think it gave us a chance to kind of get relaxed a little bit and catch our breath a little bit, you know, as the season goes. And um, I'm not real uh, concerned about it being detrimental to our kids. You know, we're we're still going to show up and work every day just like we would have if we had a game. And um, but it gives us a chance to get out and see some teams play live and. I think that's uh, that's something that is hard to replace, really. It's just an opportunity to go watch some teams play with our own eyes. Well, you're seated number one, like we said, in that district. Pembroke Hill out of Kansas City is number two. Uh, St. Michael, the Archangel, three. Hogan, four. And Lathrop, five. So Hogan plays Lathrop 
tonight, and you play the winner of that game next Friday night. Yeah, um, that'll be a good game. And Hogan had a couple common opponents, or well, at least one. They played Lexington early in the year, and and we we've played obviously Lathrop early in the year. So, you know, we we got some film of both of them, and we've we've kind of evaluated both teams, and we're just kind of waiting to see um, which one we really need to be prepped for. Okay, that's Nick Purcell, head coach of the Richmond Spartans. Spartans don't play tonight. They'll play next week. Like say, they play the winner of that game. It'll be played tomorrow afternoon, Lathrop and Hogan Prep. So congratulations. Good good year for the Spartans so far. They're 8-1 and one on the year. They wind up in second place in that MRVC East Conference behind the uh, Higginsville Huskers. Well, the Bramer Bobcats, and most of the eight-man teams did not play tonight. Uh, the Bramer Bobcats were one of those teams that didn't play tonight, and they'll be in action again next week, and we'll give you that. That pairing here in just a minute but a few minutes ago travis had a chance to talk it over with bramer head coach zach douglas all right joining us now on the fifth quarter show is coach zach douglas of the bramer bobcats bramer had a bye uh week 10 with the uh eight man uh eight man football having more than 32 teams there were a number of teams this week across all districts that had a bye uh bramer is at home next week against pattenburg coach you got a home playoff game uh, in your second year there, probably maybe didn't see that coming. Um, what do you know about Pattonsburg? Uh, Pattonsburg's a pretty good team. You know, last year their quarterback, you know, I'm pretty sure he had like 4,000 passing yards or something, but uh, is down a little bit this year. Um, I did talk to a couple coaches, and they've moved to uh, double tight eye formation and trying to run it a little bit. Not really sure why they've done that, if they've lost a receiver that he can throw it to or what, but. Uh, couple of games that I've watched now, I mean, that kid can sling it all over the ballpark, and he's pretty pretty decent athlete, and if we cover well enough, he's just going to take off and run, so we're going to have to try and maintain discipline this next week for sure. Yeah, you know, you guys, the last two weeks, you had a win uh, week eight at home against Santa Fe, and then last week, uh, you had a big, you had a loss against a very good North Shelby team, one of the top teams uh, in eight-man football. Kind of what was your mindset this week going into practice? Um, basically, you know, a week off as far as a game, but I'm, I'm sure you guys got a lot of things done practice this week. Yeah, we, we really focused on, on making sure that uh, our tackling form is down this week. Um, normally we do like Mondays is film, Tuesdays a defense, Wednesdays offense, and Thursdays just a walkthrough special teams day. But uh, the first three days of this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we focused strictly on uh, defense this week and did some different tackling stations, and it seemed to help a little bit. And then, uh, Tonight we had a little um, NFL draft type thing where we drafted two teams and, and did a little scrimmage against each other, and the boys kind of got after it competitive. So we tried to maintain the competitiveness and make sure that we understand that, uh, you know, this is a one-and-done ordeal. Like, we have to make sure that we're perfect because if we lose, then the season's over with. So Yeah, and, and, and the thing that every team has the same amount of is time. And so it's how you use that time. And, you know, week 10, you, you've been going through the grind and, uh, trying to, you know, get ready for the upcoming challenge each week. So sounds like you guys went back early in the week and, and, and covered some fundamentals maybe that you'd done uh, back in August. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we kind of got away from uh, our, our techniques a little bit to try to tackle everybody up around the shoulders um, the last three weeks. So I don't know if that was just because the kids were tired or if we just completely forgot. But um, this week we fixed it, so hopefully that shows up next Friday. Well, Coach, you guys you guys won three games this year. Um, 
that big turnaround for the Bramer program. So uh, good luck next week against Pattonsburg. You're at home. Uh, so, you know, people people in the area, uh, go out and support the Bobcats coach. Give us a call next week. Let us know how that uh, second-round district game. Awesome. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Okay, that's Travis chatting with uh, Zach Douglas, head coach of the Bramer Bobcats. Again, the Bobcats at home next Friday night. They'll play Pattonsburg. Let's run some scores right now. Class 1, Class 1 District 2, Van Farr falls to Monroe City. Monroe City, the number one seed. They beat Van Farr 70-16 to in Class 1 District 4. It was Lincoln beating Cole Camp 22-14. Lincoln will play the winner of the Crestridge Skyline game next week. Also, Adrian beats Midway 44 to nothing. They'll play probably Windsor next week. Windsor playing Sherwood, but don't have a final score on that one yet. In Class 1 District 5, Fayette beats Slater 66-24. It was Harrisburg knocking off Father Tolton 28-16. So Harrisburg We'll have a rematch. He'll head back to Fayette for the second time. Fayette beat Harrisburg in a good ball game early on, but those two teams will match up again. It was uh, South Callaway beating Tipton tonight in District 5, 38-14. They'll play the winner tonight. Sweet Springs, Russellville still waiting on a final on that one. Class 1, District 6. Again, Marceline had a bye tonight. They'll play South Shelby next week. South Shelby beats Scotland County, 32-26. Other games in that district saw Highland beat Paris, 60-0. Westrand beat Salisbury for the second time this year, 29 to 12. Westrand will go to Highland next week. Yeah, the other in District uh, 7, District 7, it will be uh, Hamilton of Penny. They win tonight. They beat Princeton 48 to nothing. South Harrison slips by Polo 7 to 6. So South Harrison will go to Penny next Friday night. The other games in that district saw Gallatin, the number two seed, beat Putnam County 48 to 16. Milan beats Maysville 20 to 6. It'll be a, a Grand River matchup again as it'll be Milan heading into Gallatin for the uh, second second time second time this year in class 1 district 8 West Platte beats Wellington Napoleon 39 to nothing it was Mid Buchanan the number 2 seed beating Plattsburgh 56 to 6 and East Buchanan the number 3 seed knocks off the Carrollton Trojans 42 to nothing so East Buchanan will go back to Mid Buchanan they had a good matchup earlier in the year they'll rematch again in uh, at Mid Buchanan next week West Platte will play the winner of tomorrow's North Platte University Academy game. University Academy, the number one seed. Well, in Class 2 tonight, it was the Holden Eagles. Eagles having a good year right now. They knock off for sales tonight, 14 to nothing in Class 2. And right now, we've got Coach David Diener of the Holden Eagles on the line. Coach, hey, appreciate the call. A nice uh, nice win tonight, 14 to nothing. Talk about your defense. You get a shutout against a, a good-for-sales team. Yes, uh, you know it was uh, the, the elements of, of the game helped helped uh, slow down their passing attack. But I mean, our defensive line played absolutely outstanding. Got lots of pressures and uh, forced them to try to keep throwing the slick football in, in our in our wet conditions. But uh, but we but overall a huge team effort. They they were any any of their deep passes. You know, we had guys you know breaking downhill and keeping things in front of them. And uh, the few times that they were able to make some uh, completions, we, we were able we were able to get them on the ground and make them snap it again. And, and our defense was able to, to to keep them out of the end zone. Well, you score twice. You lead six to nothing at halftime. You win it fourteen to nothing. Did you put a couple drives together, couple, get a couple of big plays. How'd that come about offensively for yeah, you? Yeah, uh, our first our first drive, uh, they had a punt that pinned us down at the one yard line. Uh, we went 99 yards and took up about 10 minutes of of, uh, of clock in the first quarter, uh, and and went to the second quarter. 
So uh, really, it was just an outstanding drive. They had uh, a fourth down conversion and a, and a big third and long conversion uh, that uh, that really, you know, boosted us and, and was able to get us the ball down down the field. And it was it was uh, it was very wet in the field conditions uh, with the rain that we've had the year the last last three days, and uh, we were able just to just to keep keep pounding three and four yards ahead at a time and and uh and eventually we're, we're able to, to find the end zone that first time and then uh had another drive um we actually got kind of a surprise onside kick we swoop kicked it and and a kid bobbles it we're able to recover so we were able to keep their offense off the field all but nine plays in the first half yeah that, that's pretty good well who stood out for you tonight anybody you'd like to mention yeah, uh, Danny Hartzler uh, played played great um, on defense. He's, he's our he's our inside linebacker, and uh, he had a couple pass breakups. But any of their run games they had, he was he was always in the mix. Uh, and then he had some uh, big fourth down conversions for us in the second half, running the football, and uh, and was able to score our second touchdown. Well, next week you're on the road. You're the number uh, four seed in the district. You get that nice win tonight. You go to Butler. Butler, the number one seed. They had a bye, and I believe they're undefeated this year. So that'll be a that'll be a tough one, won't it? Yes. Uh, you know, Butler's a, a very good physical uh, running football team, and uh, you know we're 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 looking forward to the matchup that we have, and uh, we feel like our strength is our D line, and uh, we're we're looking forward to to that matchup and and see see how, how that game goes. Coach, rough year at Holden last year. You bounced back this year, your first year as head coach. You're 6-3. and three. I bet you'll take that. Absolutely not. It's, it's been uh, outstanding, and, and most importantly, it's it's, uh, it's for these kids that you know that, that, that didn't experience the success the, the last couple of years before and, and have hung with it and stuck with the program and absolutely uh, been outstanding for me. And, uh, you know, hats off to these seniors, and, and they deserve every bit of, of credit. For, for how hard they're working for me. And uh, I'm extremely proud that they're getting this opportunity uh, to be in the district semis as, as their seat for their senior year. Very good, David. Congratulations on your win tonight. We'll be back on the air next week, so be sure and call us after that Butler game. We enjoy following you guys, and we'll talk Holden Eagle football again. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. You too, David. That's David Diener, head coach of the Holden Eagles. They win tonight. They shut out for sales 14 to nothing. Well, one of the top eight-man teams in the state of Missouri, I believe they're ranked number two in the state, that's North Shelby. And North Shelby right now with a 9-0 and record. They don't play tonight. They have a bye and uh, they'll play next week. They're in eight-man District Two. They'll they'll play. They don't play next week either. They have a bye tonight. They'll also have another bye next week. Is Schuyler County, I believe, who they were supposed to play next week's already forfeited. So they'll be off for the next two weeks. And they'll play the winner of next week's Norbert Harden Central Northwest of Hughesville game. And had a chance earlier to catch up with North Shelby head coach David Stuckey. Now in the fifth quarter, going to head up to North Shelby and talk with. Uh, North Shelby head football coach David Stuckey. And, boy, Coach, you've had a great year this year. Your team, I believe, according to my record, 8-0 on the season. And you've had a good year, haven't you? Um, We really have. I mean, um, you know, we started off the year with an exhibition game in 11-man. We actually played an 11-man game against Maysville, and we won that. Um, And we're 8-0 in 8-man contest, 1-0 in 11-man contest. So um, we're playing really pretty good football right about now. 
Well, and you know, you guys have won most of your games. You've won pretty convincingly, and I think when you do that, sometimes a coach you say, "How's our team going to play when the game's really on the line? We got to make plays right up to the end." But week number six, you went to Stanbury. That I think they were ranked number one in the state at that time, and you beat them fourteen to thirteen. I think had to come from behind, I believe. So, you know, your guys have proven they can play when the pressure's on, can't they? Yeah, um, you know that helps having a bunch of seniors that have played a lot of football. Um, I've come close a couple times. We broke through, um, you know, and really made a signature statement there. Um, you know, Stanbury's a great team, and, uh, you know, we played right with them. I mean, it's one of those things, though, you honestly look at that game, and we play that 100 times, it probably goes 50-50 both ways. But, it, you know, on that particular night, we made the plays when it had to happen. And, it, you know, it does say a lot of the character for our kids and the grit that they have. Last week, you really got it done. You scored 92 points in your win against Bramer. So, really, really had a clicking on the offensive end. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one thing. We talk about getting three plays better each week. Um, even in these off weeks, we're focused on getting three plays better, cleaning up mistakes that we've made. Even in the Bramer game, you go back and look at the film, and there's mistakes to be corrected, and we've um, been working on those. Um, you know, not having a, an opponent this week um, has allowed us to really concentrate on just ourselves. Um, instead of worrying about game planning. We were talking with David Stuckey up at North Shelby. You guys rank number two in the state now in eight-man football. You're in eight-man district two. Again, the number one seed in that district was supposed to play Schuyler County next week, and I guess that's a forfeit, so you'll move out into the district semifinals, and you'll play the winner of next week's Northwest of Hughesville, Norburn Harden Central game, right? Um, that's very correct. That'll be a tough ball game. And then you've also, looking at that district, you've got Knox County. The first year they've had eight-man football, they're ranked seated number two in the district. Then you got St. Paul seated number three, but they're playing their arch-rival Concordia next week. So that's going to be a be a tough district, won't it? It, it really is. Um, you know, you look at the size that Hard Norburn Central brings to the table. You look at the athleticism that Northwest brings to the table. You look at the grit that um, Knox County, those kids just, you know, have fought through a little bit of adversity and are really playing their best ball right now. And St. Paul's has just been very steady and consistent playing physical football. So, yeah, it's going to be a really, really interesting um, district to play out. What's been the secret to your team's success this year? Um, I think it's the brotherhood, the way that these guys, um, you know, we have several really good athletes, but we don't have any superstars. And so the way that these guys all play for each other, and that's the big thing I say, play for each other, I think that's the secret ingredient that we're working on this year. That's Coach David Stuckey, head coach of North Shelby. They've got a bye tonight, also a bye next week, and they'll play the winner of the Norburn Harden Central Northwest of Hughesville game. So tonight it was the Trenton Bulldogs. They go into Brookfield, and they knock off the Brookfield Bulldogs 28-6. to And right now, got Coach Corey Luke of Brookfield on the line. And, Corey, appreciate you calling in tonight. Kind of a tough loss. You played Trenton, a team that's improved a lot. I know you beat them earlier in the year, but then they bounce back and get a nice win tonight. And, and uh, they must have played pretty well tonight. Yeah, they did for sure. Uh, it's a very good, um, very good trending team, very physical, you know, up front. Uh, they really, they really handled us, which uh, I felt like that was our strength, you know, all season was, was our, our offensive and defense line. Um, we were a little banged up, but, uh, you know, that's no excuse. You know, my, my, 
All the credit of the world goes to Yeah, a couple of good ball clubs hooking up there. You know, Coach, and looking back over your year, I know right in the middle of the year, boy, you put three very impressive wins together your first year as head coach at Brookfield. You beat Macon 32-28. to The next week, you bounce back and beat Monroe City 14-6. to And then you beat Clark County 40-8. to So, boy, there the end of September, first part of the October, you put three had three big wins right in a row, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, our, our guys were playing really well at that time. And I wish I, uh, wish we could have, you know, peaked at the right time. But uh, you know, looking back, you know, there were some good things. There were some positives. But uh, you know, moving forward in the future, we just got to, uh, you know, we've got to clean up some mistakes that we were made uh, that, that we made all year. And, uh, you know, just fix some little things. So uh, the work's definitely cut out for the future. But um, I think. I think the guys we got coming back are ready to do that. Well, and like I said, this is your first year as head coach at Brookfield. Talk about your seniors. I'm sure you lose some pretty good kids this year. Talk about your seniors a little bit. Yeah, we had we had nine seniors. Um, you know, all, I think all of them, um, you know, were either on special teams or you know contributed offense or defense. Um, so you know, there's there's definitely going to be some holes to fill. Uh, you know, especially uh, up front. You know, Austin Tucker. Uh, you know, I might be a little biased, but uh, I think he's the best player in the state. I mean, he was first team man in this both sides um, of the ball, uh, all CCC. Uh, Trent Pollard's kind of the same way. Um, you know, he's, he, uh, I, I'd put him up against anyone. Um, and, and uh, you know, Jaden Bonger's kind of the same way. So, um, you know, those three especially, um, there's a lot more than that um, that I can sit here and talk about for, uh, for, for hours. But, um, you know, those three I'm definitely going to miss. And, um, you know, I appreciate everything that uh, everything they've done for me and, and, and the coaching staff throughout the year. And, um, you know, I, I, I wish them the best of luck in the future. And um, I hope they know that, you know, anytime they they do anything, they can, they can call me. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they know that, Coach. You know, in that your conference, Clarence Cannon, very tough. Monroe City wins at Centralia second. Then you had three teams, Highland, Macon, Palmyra, four and three. They all tie for third place. You're a game behind at three and four. So you were then a game of, of moving up into third place, a tie for third place in that conference. So that's a tough conference. So you got to feel good about that. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's pretty tough to feel good when you're in the bottom half of the conference. But, um, you know, they're – um, you know, there definitely was some bright spots. Um, we just got to clean up some stuff, like I mentioned. And, um, you know, I think uh, I think the guys we have returned are ready to do that. Um, there were definitely a lot of memories made this season with a, with a great group of kids. Um, you know, a lot of um, a lot of big plays. You know, a lot of times that, that uh, teams made big plays on us. Um, you know, just looking back, looking back, I'm just proud of the guys. Um, you know, I, I never once felt like effort was a problem um, on a Friday night. Uh, the coach uh, that that kind of spoils you when you don't have to worry about efforts. So uh, my my hat goes off to every single one of our uh, our guys. Well, Corey, you did a good job this year. You had, turn, had the program, got the program going in the right direction, and got some good kids coming back next year. Had some big wins this year over some good ball clubs. So, hey, and I really, really appreciate the call. Thanks for giving us a call tonight and all season long. And we'll look forward to talking to you next year and talking uh, Brookfield Bulldog football again. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words, and um, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, Corey. We'll see you. That's Coach Corey Luke, head coach of the Brookfield Bulldogs. Let's take a timeout back in just a minute on the Curly Fifth Quarter. 
Bought a hair dryer lately? If so, you might have noticed a pretty serious warning attached to the power cord. There's a good reason for that warning tag. Because used improperly, a hair dryer can cause serious injury. Don't stand near the tub or shower. Dry the floor and make sure you are using a GFCI outlet. All of us here at West Central Electric Cooperative want you to have great-looking hair. But hey, use your head. West Central Electric, a Touchstone Energy Cooperative. The Hamilton Bank has a clear vision for a strong future and the tradition of serving its community at Hamilton, Breckenridge, and Lathrop. Featuring new services like the Brella to protect your debit card account and health services account, along with the traditional services you have come to count on, the Hamilton Bank. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Thinking Power Sports? Think GNS Power Sports in Marshall. Find the best selection in riding equipment, rugged ATVs and side-by-sides, street bikes, dirt bikes, and scooters. Financing is available, so head on in and ride out or trade up today. Your next great adventure is just around the corner at GNS Power Sports in Marshall. The Cody Moss State Farm Insurance Office in Higginsville can help you and your family with auto, home, life, business insurance, and more. For great customer service and quality insurance coverage you can trust, call State Farm Agent Cody Moss at 660-584-7414 or visit CodyMossSF.com. The Woodshed, your complete lumber, hardware, and rental store, is ready to team with you for all your home projects. See the Woodshed for a game plan to get the job done right. The Woodshed in Carrollton and coming soon to the Richmond and Concordia communities. Proud to support local high school athletics. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country 103.9 KRLI. Okay, we ran some Class 1 scores a minute ago. Let's look at Class 2 real quickly. Class 2, District 5, as you just heard from Coach David Diener, Holden shuts out for sale tonight, 14 to nothing. Uh, Higginsville, as you heard from Coach Steve Cook, beats Lone Jack, 71 to nothing. Warsaw shuts out Knob Noster, 52 to nothing. So next week it'll be Holden going to Butler. Warsaw will come to Higginsville in that district. Class 2, District 6, it was Centralia 26-8 over Montgomery County. Bowling Green, I saw, was beating M- Missouri Military. California beats North Callaway 35-8. So it looks like California is going to go to Bowling Green next week. Montgomery County will go to Hallsville, who had a bye tonight. Hallsville, the number one seed. Class 2, District 7, just heard from Coach Corey Luke. Trenton beats Brookfield tonight 28-6. It was uh, Macon beating Clark County 42-6. So next week... Trenton will head to Maryville. Maryville, the number one seed. They had a bye. And uh, Macon will head to Palmyra next week in a rematch of a Clarence Cannon matchup. And then finally, in Class 8, dis- Class 1, District 8 tonight, Lawson, the big upset of the night. They upset Pembroke Hill. Lawson, the number seven seed. Pembroke Hill, number two. Lawson goes on the road. They beat Pembroke Hill 36-35. St. Michael of the Archangel beats Lexington 45-20. to So it looks like Lawson will head to St. Michael next Friday night. And tomorrow, Lathrop will play Hogan Prep. The winner of that game will go to Richmond. Well, tonight, a big win for the Smith Cotton Tigers. The Tigers go on the road in Class 5. They go into Kansas City, and they play Ruskin. And uh, Smith Cotton comes away with a very impressive 35-12 to win. And a few minutes ago, Travis talked it over with Smith Cotton assistant coach Marcus Wolf. Right. Now in the Curly Country fifth quarter show, joined by Smith Cotton assistant coach Marcus Wolf. And coach, you guys had a tough opponent tonight. Elias looks like it was 28 to zero at half, but it looks like defensively you guys buckled down a little bit in the second half and got some points on the board as well. Yeah, our defense has kind of been our been our thing most of the season. Um, our run defense has given up some ridiculously small numbers till like late in the game sometimes when we're subbing. Um, 
you know, we uh, so we, we we did pretty well there. Marcus Wolf of the Smith Cotton Tigers. Smith Cotton was a five seed in district play tonight. They traveled up to Ruskin. Smith Cotton pulls a minor upset, big thirty-five to twelve win. Coach, congratulations on the win. Looked like uh, the Tigers had things going both offensively and defensively tonight. Yeah, we did. We had to play last week at, at Hogan Prep on Saturday. We we had the win there, so our kids were had a real good week of practice and, and kind of built off that and. Uh, we were able to come up here and get a 7-0 halftime lead on a really good offensive drive. Shoot up about seven minutes a clock and then made some real good adjustments at halftime and came out and, and put four more on the board. Hey, Coach, offensively tonight, you guys put up five touchdowns. What 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 was working well for you guys? What adjustments did you make at halftime? Well, we were running the ball solid enough in the first half that a couple of play-action passes had moved, moved us downfield pretty good. and We uh, had a 30-yard strike from Lane Simmons to Josiah Oliver for our first score. And then second half, we came out and uh, kind of went back to what was working. You know, we, we, we talked about a few things, run a few things, set up a few things. And uh, our, our quarterback, Lane Simmons, had about a 10-yard run. Uh, Quan Watkins, our big fullback, had a real nice TDR, TD run about seven yards. And then their next defensive, or our next defensive stand, he intercepted a pass and ran it in 25 yards and then uh, scored. And that just kind of got us on a, on a roll. Hey, Coach, obviously it sounds like you guys controlled the line of scrimmage tonight, too, you know, using the run to set up play action. And any of the guys up front you want to mention? I mean, our O-line has been a work in progress all year. We're, you know, constantly we've had to swap out different guys. I've told you it's like one of those little box puzzles week in and week out. And we were doing that, you know, again this week. We kind of had some of the same guys in place. A couple of our seniors stepped up and and jumped in. Uh, Braxton Houcher, you know, jumped into center and, uh, you know, it's not his normal spot, but he, he jumped in there for us and, and played fantastic. Um, you know, Sarge at, at guard is just is just does a wonderful job. Just a great kid to be around. Um, you know, and, and our defense was, was was playing lights out, which, which we've really hung our hat on our defense this year. And, and they, you know, with the run stuffing and things that they've done, you know, when our, when our starters are in. Hey, coach. Obviously, the schedule didn't necessarily work out that well in your favor, having to play a Saturday game um, before, um, you know, before a district game. That that takes away a day of preparation for coaches, and then also a day of rest for your kids. But so it sounds like you guys had a really good week of practice. You're going to have to have another good week of practice this week because you have number one seed Grain Valley next week. What do you know about them, uh, and 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 what what's your plans going into that game? You know. Good. Grain Valley is, is, is going to be Grain Valley. They, they, they run an extremely solid program, great coaching staff, you know, really good athletes. Uh, uh, and, and, and we know that, you know, we, we've seen them and, and they've seen us and they've, they've got athletes and they've just got kids that are, that are hard-nosed football players. And, you know, that's what everybody strives to get to. And, uh, you know, so we know we've got to have an, an excellent week of practice and we really need to play a clean, air-free football game next Friday night. Yeah, a lot of times those games, you know, especially in the playoffs, sometimes you get some questionable weather. You know, it's going to be cold uh, at least uh, near next week. Who knows if it's going to be wet, but sometimes that stuff comes down to penalties, turnovers, you know, things that seem simplistic and not as flashy. But if you take care of those things, sometimes, you know, you give yourselves a chance against uh, maybe a higher seed. Oh, definitely. The, The weather is always the great equalizer. And, you know, the one thing about our kids is, you know, we are a big, you know, decent-sized city in Sedalia, but we've got a lot of kids with that rural 
you know, mentality. Some of these kids have worked on farms or used to being out in the cold weather, feeding animals, doing this, doing that. And, you know, that, that bo- doesn't bother them a bit. They are, they are more than welcome to get out here and, and uh, love to do it. Uh, so some bad weather could play off in our favor for sure. Well, Coach, give us a call next week. Let us know how that game against Green Valley goes uh, in the district semifinals. I definitely will, Coach. Appreciate talking to you every week. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Coach. And that's uh, that's Coach Marcus Wolf, assistant coach of the Smith Cotton Tigers. Uh, the Tigers tonight get a nice win. As we said, they go on the road into Kansas City. And that's, I guess, somewhat of an upset. They were seeded number five. Ruskin was number four. But tonight it looks like it was all Smith Cotton as the Tigers shut out Ruskin 35 to nothing. Well, let's look at Class 3 here just a minute. Uh, Class 3 games tonight. In Class 3 District 5, it was Eldon beating Southern Boone 36-13. to Booneville beats Fulton 40-20. to Blair Oaks shuts out school the Osage 53 to nothing. So Blair Oaks will head back to Booneville for a rematch of that classic battle they had early in the year. And also Eldon will head to Mexico next Friday night in the District Semifinals. In District 7, it was Pleasant Hill beating Oak Grove. Oak Grove won the first game between the two, but not so tonight as Pleasant Hill goes into Panther Country and wins at 55 to 36. So P Hill will make the trip to Odessa next week. The other game in that district will have two teams that both had buys tonight. Number three, Summit Christian, will head to Kansas City Center, who's number two. Uh, Chillicothe Hornets, they win tonight as they beat Central 55 to nothing. Cameron also got a big win tonight over Northeast. I wrote that score down a minute ago, but I don't have it right now. No very convincing win. Cameron over Northeast. So Cameron will head to St. Pius next week. Chillicothe will be at home. They'll play the winner of the St. Joe Benton Savannah game. Well, uh, tonight the Mexico Bulldogs. Bulldogs have a bye. Uh, They're the number one seed, Class 3, District 5. But next week they'll be at home to play Eldon and earlier talk it over with Bulldog head coach Steve Haig. They have a bye. They're in Class 3, District 5. They're the number one seed in that district. And uh, right now, talking with Coach Steve Haig. And Steve, first of all, you've had a good year. You guys wind up the regular season 7-2, and two, and I'm sure you'll take that. Yeah, I think when you look at the schedule, you kind of think of the games that you should win. And I think we won all the games we should. Um, the one that got away was Kirksville. And I think a little bit was that, uh, you know, they're a good team. And, and we were a little flat that night. But, um, you know, you, you, when you deal with uh, teenagers, that, that's part of it. And um, But we bounced back good against Moberly and Warrington. And uh, I think we roll into districts with, with a good feeling. And, and hopefully we can carry that momentum into week 11. Well, you're seated number one, like we said, in that district. You've got to buy this tonight, and then you'll play next week. You'll play the winner of Eldon, Southern Boone. Eldon seated number four, Southern Boone number five. So a couple teams out of that uh, Tri-County Conference. Yeah, the, you know, the Tri-County's uh, pretty balanced. Uh, even, I think, the bottom teams, you know, everybody plays everybody pretty tough. Um, of course, you know, you have those top teams of uh, Boonville and, and Blair Oaks and, of course, Hallsville that won it. And um, But, you know, they all score points against each other, and they seem to have good battles. And we know it's it's tough from top to bottom. So it really doesn't matter who we play week 11. Uh, we know it's going to be a battle, and um, they do what they do. We've seen Southern Boone before in week two, and, and we're successful against them. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, whoever we see week 11 that, you know, we're we're ready to go. And, and uh, of course, it's going to be a physical game. And hopefully our conference has prepared us, uh, you know, for games like that in the postseason. Well, and you beat Southern Boone 32-7, to like you said, in week two. Okay, so if you get, if you get by that game, you got Eldon Southern Boone. That'll be a tough one. You play one of those teams next week. 
On the bottom of the bracket, you got the Boonville Pirates, number two, Blair Hoaks, number three. Uh, I tell you, that's that's just a tough district, isn't it? Well, yeah, and, and and that was our you know that was our ultimate goal was that um, you know you want to try to take the easiest path possible, and of course with them two playing each other, uh, that's a much better path for us. Um, you know, playing teams like that back to back, you know, especially late in the year when you have guys banged up, it's always tough. And so, um, you know, if you if you can get to that game, uh, you know, we've been to four of them, and this would be our fifth. Uh, we know that game is just a, a different level of football, and, and the reason why is because you just play better teams and uh, you know Blair Oaks and Boonville have proven you know that they are you know above the uh, many of them in the Tri-County and, and in Class 3 and so um, you know if we're blessed enough to get to that game uh, we know we're going to have to have a heck of a week of preparation and, and be prepared to play so but first of all we just got to take care of business and uh, and get the bruises and bumps taken care of and and get guys healthy and be be ready to go into week 11 and and you know try to get us a win. Well the nice thing about it regarding However far you go, you're going to be at home throughout the district. You're the number one seed. I know you get good crowds, good support of Mexico, and that'll be a big boost for your team, won't it? Yeah, and that's the fir- it'll be the first time that um, you know we've had the opportunity to have a home field advantage all the way through districts. And as I said, you know we played in four district championships, and they've all been on the road. And uh, it'd be great to get here and and get a good crowd here at Hawthorne Heights and uh, get that excitement of uh, playoff football. Okay, that's Coach Steve Haig, the Mexico Bulldogs. They'll play next week. They will play Eldon. Well, the Fayette Falcons, the Falcons move their record to 9-1. and one. They get a nice win at home tonight over Slater, 66-24. to 24. And Got Coach Mike Thompson. Mike, appreciate you hanging on. We got inundated with calls here, a little bit shorthanded right now, but thank you for hanging on. And, hey, another nice win. You beat Slater for the second time this year. And We talked about this last week. That's kind of a rivalry game when Slater and Fayette hook up, and sounds like you guys took care of business. Yeah, you know it's always uh, it's always fun to play games with guys that you're you know pretty well, and our kids know their kids pretty well. You know they were texting back and forth today during school some and talking to them. So uh, you know it's always interesting, uh, kind of how things have changed over the years too. But uh, you know they they came out and did some things that we kind of expect them to do, but I thought they they did a really good job. They didn't make it easy. Uh, they scored early. Uh, they actually took the lead up. They were up eight six on us, and uh, just they didn't make it easy. You know, they we were able to get off the field enough to kind of uh, get separation. We were able to score every time we touched it, and uh, so that that made a big difference when we were able just to get a stop and force a punt, which we didn't do uh, nearly enough. But uh, you know, they did make it difficult, and it was uh, certainly uh, one of those games where you know, even though you win, you you look back and go, there's plays that we're going to have to be better. There's things we're going to have to do better if we want to continue to play on. Well, you know, you guys have scored a bunch of points all year long, Mike, but I look at your last five games. It looks like in your last in your last five games, you've scored over 60 points in three of those five. So you're putting a lot of points, getting a lot of things, a lot of things done on offense, aren't you? Yeah, and if you look at those, I mean, to be fair, and I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody, but some of those teams we've played are, you know, they haven't had very good years, and uh, that's going to make a difference. You know, you're you're going to have big plays and uh, do some things against them, but uh, also, you know, we put up 60 against the Father Tolton team that has had a, a good year, you know, and our guys were out there making plays and, and really putting a lot of pressure on them. I think we're starting to kind of figure out and our guys are starting to, you know, 
kind of understand a little bit better how to use everybody and uh, how to, you know, when, when one thing may not be working or maybe just using one guy to, to kind of be deceptive to open something up for somebody else. You know, tonight, Darren had another big night. Darren had, I think, five touchdowns, ran, I think, nine times for wow. 250 yards. He caught three balls for 50. Uh, but DJ Moore, I think, had two touchdowns and near 100 yards rushing. Um, Cale Hudson had a 50-yard touchdown run. Uh, Chase Allen had a touchdown run, had a touchdown pass, had an interception. Uh, Don Collins was in on, involved and, and caught a couple balls. So we just had a, a lot of guys that were making plays and uh, are going to make defenses play fairly honest and allow people to, uh, to continue to make plays away from them. Well, you're 9-1 right now. Season keeps on going. This, this has to be one of the more successful teams Fayette's had in a while, I would think. You know, a couple of years ago, I think it was three years ago, uh, Coach Spanzan, his last year here, uh, Isaiah this was a senior, that group of guys. They had a really big, good offensive line. Um, they had Isaiah Estes and, and Cale Polson and Dawson Willis Wall were, were running backs. And uh, they had some, they had a really good year. You know, they made a, made a nice run. I think they made it, I think they played uh, 13 games that year, I think, I'm not positive. But uh, they, had, they had a deep run. And, uh, you know, that's probably the best team that Fayette's had in, in quite a while, and uh, this certainly is the best one that they've had since um, since I've been here. And I, I think uh, even if you look back and compare it, I, I mean, we do some we do things differently, obviously, than, than Coach B did. Uh, you know, they're they're foot to foot and they're packing it in there and they're running it in tight and running it all the time, and we spread the field a little bit more. Uh, but I think you look at it as fairly similar, kind of the way we've gone through the regular season. And uh, time will tell how we kind of compare with that. But uh, certainly I think this can be looked at as one of the better teams in uh, quite a while here. We're back at it next week. You'll be back at home. You're the number one seed in Class 1, District 5. A familiar foe comes to your place next week. You play Harrisburg. You beat them, I think, like three weeks ago, 42-26. to 26. But Coach Steve Hopkins has done a good job. They're a tough ball club. That should be a good district semifinal game. Yeah, Harrisburg, you know, Coach has done a great job. Everybody loves Coach Hopkins, and uh, they they just, you know, they've lost to us and they lost to Marceline. You know, the teams that they've lost to have only lost two combined games this year, so uh, they didn't lose to people that aren't good. And the rest of the games, they've been taking care of business. And when you look at them, they run the ball very effectively. Uh, they can run it off the edges really well. Uh, they can run it in the middle. Uh, but then those guys they can throw it and they can catch it and they can they got a bunch of guys that can catch it we we didn't realize how many they had that could catch it until we played them uh, a few weeks ago and found out that you know chase not the only guy that they got that can catch and so they can put a lot of pressure on a defense and i think the reality is going to be a lot like it was the last time we played we have to have guys in the middle our defensive line our linebackers have to control the the run from tackle to tackle and allow our outside backers, allow our corners and safeties to make plays in space and then to, uh, to defend the pass. If we can control the run in the middle with those middle guys and then help on the outside runs, get down the, and flow really well, you know, that try to make them one-dimensional. Last time we kind of made them one-dimensional. They didn't run the ball very well. If we can do that again, we'll have an opportunity to uh, you know, maybe get off the field some. Uh, however, they can throw it and they're willing to throw it. So uh, it's it's going to be a really interesting matchup. I know Coach Hopkins will come up with a game plan that's going to make things difficult for us, and we're going to have to be able to adapt and uh, do some things a little bit differently. But hopefully we can come up with something that will challenge them as well. And It should be a great game. I think uh, pretty evenly matched you know, turnovers. 
to be honest, you know, sometimes games like this with teams like this, uh, one turnover could change the game. And uh, it's going to be uh, certainly a, a great, uh, should be a great atmosphere. I think there'll be a lot of people, and it's uh, you know they're in our backyard, and here they're coming back over. So it should be a great game, a great atmosphere, and a lot of fun. Hey, Mike, listen, always enjoy the visit. Thanks again for hanging on. I know we kept you waiting for a while, and I appreciate your patience. And, hey, give us a call next week. We'll have two more programs. So as long as you guys keep going, keep giving us a call, and uh, we'll we'll talk next week when you play a real good Harrisburg team. Well, thank you, and hopefully we'll get to, to talk to you every week you're on. We, we appreciate it. Mike, always enjoy the visit. Take care. All right, that's Mike Thompson, head coach of Fayette. Let's take a timeout back in just a minute on the Curly Fifth Quarter. Hi, Kathy Fisher here with Concordia Bank. We want to be your small business partner. We offer financing solutions for all types of small businesses and farmers, including commercial, ag real estate loans, equipment loans, and operating lines of credit. Ask us about our small business checking account and cash management services. Visit our locations in Odessa, Concordia, and Lori, or visit us online at concordia-bank.com. Member FDIC. For all your automotive sales and service needs, remember Swafford's Ford in Richmond. Call or text 816-776-2288. Visit SwaffordsFord.com to shop online and schedule service. Located at Highways 10 and 13 in Richmond, SwaffordsFord.com love Mulch's Country Mart. Now when you don't have time to shop in store, you'll love that Mulch's will shop for you. Just go to MyCountryMart.com or download the app. Start filling your Mulch's Country Mart virtual shopping cart. Select your pickup time. You can even pay online or when you pick up. Try Mulch's Country Mart online shopping today. When looking for insurance coverage, isn't it important to have an agent you know and trust to be there when you need them? Local families have depended on Grinnell Mutual and the Kane Insurance Agency for quality insurance protection and friendly personal service for decades. We are proud to count many of our customers as friends and neighbors. Call David Kane at the Kane Insurance Agency for a free quote. TDR Auto Plaza is changing the way used cars are sold. They take pride in listening to each and every customer's needs. See for yourself by stopping by their showroom at I-35 Kearney or visit them on the web at TDRAutoPlaza.com. TDR Auto Plaza, proud supporter of youth sports. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your host, Joe All. Folks, really appreciate those of you who are tuned in tonight. We also appreciate the nice comments you make about our program. It's our pleasure to come your way every Friday night and hope we've done a good job keeping you abreast of what's going on in high school football throughout the season. We'll have two more shows after tonight as we'll take it through the end of the district, which district championship games will be two weeks from tonight. So we'll we'll go there and it's in a very exciting time. Let's look at class four. We've done one, two, and three. Class four, district five, it was Warrenton beating Moberly forty-four to thirty-three. The other game saw Kirksville beat Marshall 35-12. to So next week in the semis, Warrington will go to Hannibal. Hannibal had a bye tonight. Kirksville will go to Jeff City. The Jays also had a bye. Hannibal number one. Jeff City seated number two in that district. In Class 4, District 7, Harrisonville all over Grandview tonight, 51-15. to Warrensburg falls on the road to Bolivar, 31-14. to So Bolivar will more than likely go to Nevada next week, and it'll be, looks like Harrisonville on the road at Lincoln Prep. 
down in Class 4, District 8. Kearney beats Winnetonka 35-13. to It was Excelsior Springs 30-15 to over Van Horn. Next week, Kearney will travel to Smithville for a rematch. Smithville won that game earlier in the year, and it will be Excelsior Springs. The Tigers will be on the road. They'll go to St. Joe Lafayette next Friday night. That's in Class 4, District 8. Well, tonight, the Crestridge Cougars, they're on the road. They see their season come to an end. They go on the road, play Skyline of Urbana. Appreciate Coach Thomas Hotmer calling in. And a few minutes ago, Travis talked it over with Thomas Hotmer. Joining me now on the fifth quarter show is Coach Thomas Hotmer of the Crestridge Cougars. Crestridge wrapped up their season tonight. Uh, they went to Skyline, the number one seed in their Class 1 district. Skyline comes out on top at 46. Coach, you've been a loyal caller every week this week. Appreciate you calling. Talk about the game a little bit tonight. Obviously, you know, Skyline's a very talented team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ultimately, I think this might have been the best game our kids played. Uh, I wasn't sure how we were going to respond. Just had a heck of a crazy year. Uh, you can't even make up a lot of things that we had to go through. But uh, even some kids having to miss practice all week, uh, not feeling good and stuff. But they come out and they play really, really hard. And we, we gave Skyline everything they wanted. Uh, they had to earn every single touchdown. It was a close game for a while. And, uh, just ultimately fell short, but uh, kids played really, really hard tonight. Yeah, you look at that final four to six, and you think, oh, you know, it, you know, it was run clock the whole game. I mean, you guys, you guys, you know, hung in there in the first half and and made them work, like you said. Uh, you also said they like to throw the ball around. So, what was your game plan a little bit uh, tonight going into that game? Yeah, we, I, I kind of caught wind. They got two first team All State receivers back, uh, which are is awesome, and then they have an All State quarterback back, all uh, seniors. Uh, one of them got hurt a few weeks ago, and I caught wind. He's probably playing, and he did end up playing. Actually made some big catches. Um, and then the other one, our, our whole game plan was just stop number two. He's their best receiver, trying to double cover to him, and we still couldn't do that. Um, but, I mean, like I said, kids play ours halfway through the second quarter. We're right there, two-score game. We're driving all the time. Just can't ever finish a drive, and uh, that really hurt us. But other than that, if we could have finished a couple drives, it could have been a whole different outcome. Yeah, and, and 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 like you said a little bit, you guys were a bit by the injury bug, by the COVID bug a little bit yep. this year, and so you're probably not you're probably not one and eight going into this game having to play Skyline, but but it is a very tough district. You know, the top three seeds in that yeah. district very tough. Um, you know, yep. so at the end of the year, your record maybe is not what you'd hope for, but you did have some standout performances this year. You had some great senior leadership uh, from Dalton Wilhite and Corbin Martin. Do you want to talk about those guys a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And I talk to these kids, too, about just the record. It, sometimes uh, it's not reflective of, of everything that goes into it. And sometimes in life, that's how it is. You're going to have to fight an uphill battle. But, uh, just always be learning and growing. And, and I talk to them. And there's, there's a lot of things in life to be thrown at them. Uh, Dalton Wilhite, heck of a player, one of the best players in the entire area. Uh, had a heck of a season, had to move around all sorts of positions due to injuries. But... Um, he, he was a superstar tonight, making catches everywhere, running hard, making big-time tackles, keeping us in it for as long as we did. And then Corbin Martin, heck of a player for us last year and this year, came out to play football as a junior-senior. He grew up a lot. Uh, the only kid, only senior to play all of our games this year. Um, but uh, he, he played hard, lots of big tackles, a few great big-time catches. Uh, just really proud of those two. 
Well, Coach, I remember seeing you on the basketball floor playing a little point guard, I think, for the Odessa Bulldogs back in the day. So I'm sure you're going to encourage your kids to either do that or, or be in the weight room all winter, and, and, and then you're going to have your off-season uh, you know, program coming up. It's it's changed a little bit in the spring. You're going to be able to have 20 practice, or you're going to be able to have some weeks of practice in the spring. Have you thought about that yet? Uh, how how you're going to handle that this year? Not yet. We kind of have a standard how we do some things, but uh, definitely encourage kids to play basketball. That's the ultimate goal: get them competing, having fun, playing other sports. But um, those that don't need to give them a little bit of time off, recover, get away, uh, and then we'll get back and we'll start attacking weight room, doing all that stuff. Um, but. Just they're kids. They need to go be kids, have fun, and then we'll figure out a new plan for next year. Well, Coach, we appreciate you calling in every week uh, this year, and uh, best of luck in the off season. And you know, uh, it's it's going to be August again. You know, right around the corner. Absolutely. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Certainly, pre- certainly appreciate Thomas Hotmer. Thomas called us every week, win, lose, or draw. And Thomas, certainly appreciate you calling. You're doing a good job down at Crestridge. Tough night tonight. They fall to real good skyline of Urbana team, 40 to six. But uh, again, thanks again, thanks again for calling. Well, tonight the Harrisburg Ball Club they moved their record to eight and two. They beat a good Father Tolton team at home by the score of 28 to 16. And Travis talked a few minutes ago with Harrisburg head coach Steve Hopkins. Join us now on the fifth quarter show is Coach Steve Hopkins of the Harrisburg Bulldogs. Harrisburg was at home tonight in district play, uh, taking on a very tough Father Tolton team. In a district, you know, the top five seeds are, are, are pretty equal. Uh, Harrisburg comes out with a 28-16 win, 12-8 game at halftime. Coach, hard-fought game, in the mud, like you said. Congratulations. Talk about the game a little bit. Well, just we started out and gave up an onside kick, which we, you know, you prepare for, but be honest, their kicker just banged it right off one of our kids. So they got the ball to start the game, and we were playing kind of behind a possession the whole game. But we did get them stopped, and then we drove the ball 90-plus yards the first time and then 70 yards the second time, and we just couldn't make our two-point conversions. So we're up 12 to nothing, and really good things are happening. It's just it's, it's a slug in the mud. And then, boy, they made a couple of big plays and scored a touchdown with the two-point right before the half. And they're going to get the ball start third quarter because of that onside kick. So it's twelve eight at halftime, and we're we're feeling like we're doing some good things, but yet, boy, we just you know can't avoid a couple of mistakes. And then they they uh, did through two interceptions in the third quarter. Uh, Jace Carr made both of them, our free safety, and just had a spectacular game on defense. And on the second one, it, it set us up with a short field, and we were able to score a touchdown. And then uh, I don't know a few plays later, we got a stop, and we. Scored another touchdown. We're up 28 to 8. And then with less than, you know, a minute to go, they scored a second time to make it 28 to 16. I don't know that we fell asleep. I think we just backed off and wanted to make sure they used a lot of time on the clock. And, you know, give them credit. They they scored it. But we were we were not worried about them scoring one. We were worried about them, you know, scoring two or three real quickly. So, you know, the final was 28 to 16. I felt like we did okay. Uh, we've got to play better this coming week, obviously. Hey, Coach, and, and you talked about losing that possession in the first half, but you gained some yeah. possessions in the second half, uh, turned the ball over. So there's a couple different ways. Obviously, your defense you know, stood up. and yeah. um, Offensively, you guys put up four touchdowns tonight. What were you doing offensively um, you know, to control? It, it, it sounds like you guys controlled the game, even though you were only ahead by four at half. Yeah, we, we pounded the ball and then picked a few key moments to throw it. Now, Tanner Lannis just had a phenomenal game. He had two touchdowns rushing. 
and two touchdown passes. And the touchdown passes, one of them was a 34-yarder to uh, Haven Samuels, our sophomore running back, who, you know, is not built for the mud, actually. He's, you know, not a big, strong kid at all, but he's got a little wiggle to him. But he did a great job. And so he caught the, you know, a screen pass and went 34 yards also. And then, you know, we had just a great pass later then to Anthony Alisea. And so two of the touchdown passes were, first one was 34, second one was 32, so about the same. And we didn't throw it much. He had seven attempts, uh, five completions, right at 100 yards, and two touchdowns, and no interceptions. And that was on, you know, with a wet ball, made the right decisions, made sure he didn't throw the ball into, into coverage and all that. And then we ran it well. Our fullback, especially I want to mention, you know, Gavin Curtis, our fullback, uh, followed lead blocking by other fullback. Our other fullback, Tanner Fike, really was, was content to be the lead blocker. And, you know, he had what he had 11 carries here for 76 yards as a fullback. Those are all carries in between the tackles. And then that allowed every once in a while we could sneak Haven out wide, and he got 96 yards on uh, 18 carries. So, <laughs> all in all, you know, it was okay night offensively. And we've got a step our game up this coming week against Fayette. Yeah, you guys played Fayette earlier in the year. You're going to have a rematch. Um, you know, th- they got you 36 to 20. I'm sure, you know, there's some things that you can learn from that game, but you know, that that was a month and a half ago. So, um, talk about next week a little bit uh and what what's your plans in practice this week? Yeah, everybody's different every week to week to week, and I mean Yes, we'll be able to look at that video from the first game, but we're going to be a little different team. They're going to be a little different team. But I say that the core of the team, you know, they have a great, great running attack led by, I think, the best player in our conference, best offensive player. You know, he's just phenomenal. And they have a big, strong fullback that leads the way and also will catch the ball out of the backfield as well as run the vertical stuff. So we've got to be able to tackle their two best ball carriers, and yet they can throw it. So they present that two-edged sword that, you know, we've really, really got to prepare for. And we've got to play well on offense. We could not run the ball the first time. We could not run it at all. We we had three long TD passes, you know, really good plays by three different receivers. But that's not going to be enough. We've got to also run the ball and have more balance. So that will be our goal. Our goal will be to have more balance on offense and to focus on stopping their running game. I just can't say enough about how physical they were the first time and we have to meet their physicality all right that's travis chatting with steve hopkins steve the head coach of the harrisburg ball club again harrisburg gets a nice win tonight and they'll head to fayette next week tonight they beat father tolton of columbia 28 to 16 at home well, let's run the scores from class one class one district two monroe city wins they beat van far 70 to 16 it was brentwood over louisiana in that district 38 36 brentwood will go to monroe city next week mark twain shuts out principi tonight 13 to nothing they'll play the winner of tonight's crystal city and St. Pius Festus game. I don't have a score on that one right now. It's kind of in the other part of the state. Class 1, District 4 tonight. Skyline beats Crestridge 40-6. to It was Lincoln over Cole Camp 22-14. So Lincoln will make the trek to Skyline over Urbana next Friday night. Windsor, the defending Class 1 state champs. They win again. They beat Sherwood. They're undefeated. Windsor is 50-6. to They Windsor over Sherwood. Adrian gets a shutout. They shut out midway 44 to nothing. This could be a good ball game next week. Adrian will make the trip to 
Windsor in Class 1 District 5. Just heard from Coach Mike Thompson. Fayette moves their record to 9-1. and one. They beat Slater 66-24. Just heard from Steve Hopkins. They win at home against Father Tolton of Columbia 28-16. So Harrisburg, a rematch with Fayette. Fayette won that first game, but a couple of good ball clubs there. Harrisburg goes back to Fayette next Friday night in the semifinal game. Sweet Springs keeps rolling. The Greyhounds 7-3 and three right now. They beat Russellville tonight at home, 55-29. to 29. The other game on the bottom of that bracket saw South Callaway be tipped in 38-14. to 14. So in Class 1, District 5, South Callaway will be at Sweet Springs in a semifinal game next Friday. Class 1, District 6, Marceline got a bye tonight. They'll play the South Shelby Cardinals last next week. South Shelby goes on the road. They beat Scotland County tonight, 32-26. to uh, Highland, the number two seed in that district, all over Paris, 60 to nothing. They'll play Westrand. Westrand, 29-12 winners over the Salisbury Panthers. So Westrand will go to Highland next week. Again, South Shelby goes to Marceline. Class 1, District 7, Penny of Hamilton, they're having a good year. They're 7-3 and three right now. They beat Princeton, 48 to nothing. It was South Harrison slipping by Polo tonight. A good ball game here. South Harrison wins at 7 to six, so South Harrison will head to Hamilton to take on Penny next Friday night. Gallatin, the number two seed in that district. Hamilton's number one. Gallatin, number two. Gallatin beats Putnam County, 48-16. to 16. Number three, Milan beats Maysville, 20-6. to 6. So it'll be South Harrison, as we said, at Penny of Hamilton. Milan goes to Gallatin next Friday. And finally, Class 1, District 8, West Platte beats Wellington Napoleon tonight, 39 to nothing. Mid Buchanan knocks off Plattsburgh, 56-6. to 6. It was East Buchanan beating Carrollton, 42 to nothing. So West Platte will go to either University Academy or uh, North Platte next week. Probably be University Academy, I would guess. They're the number one seed. We'll just have to see. Those two teams play tomorrow afternoon. And the other game saw, we'll see East Buchanan return match at Mid Buchanan next week. Let's take a station ID. Then we've got another coach on the line. At our bank, quality isn't measured in words, but actions. We've been creating a safe, secure, and strong bank for our customers from one customer to another, generation after generation. Because your financial future and that of your family is never taken lightly. Errol County Trust Company. 100 years strong since 1919. Member FDIC. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we are for road trips. We're for covering as much ground as possible on two, four, or 18 wheels. We're for drop tops, T-tops, classics, cruisers, pickup trucks, and dump trucks. We're for displaying Missouri plates like medals of pride. Have you ever hit a deer? Yep, we're for you too. We're for getting stuck behind a tractor on a two-lane highway. And if you're a Missouri driver, we have an auto policy for you. I'm Dave Swearingen, your Missouri Farm Bureau insurance agent. And if you're in Carroll County, I've got you covered. Scarborough Law Office, your local legal partner in Odessa, serves West and Central Missouri and can help with a variety of legal issues, including estate planning, criminal, civil, local government, and fire district law. Scarborough Law Office, up the street, on the corner, just down the road. Your hometown law office. Give them a call or visit ScarboroughLawOffice.com. The country music you grew up with is still on the radio, and you found it. KRLI, Multiband, we're Curly Country 103.9. There are more and more people working from home and students participating in virtual learning. So having a fast, reliable internet service has become a necessity. Green Hills Communications is a local company with highly trained technicians. If you're looking for a reliable internet service, then give Green Hills Communications a call at 660-644-5411. Have you noticed a new building on 10th Street in Carrollton? 
It's a new location for Home Savings and Loan Association of Carroll County. A brand new facility, the same personal service with added convenience and an expanded drive-through, including a drive-through ATM. Come in today. Home Savings and Loan Association of Carroll County with branches in Norburn and Carrollton. Highlights and coaches interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country Fifth Quarter Show. Well, it was an old NCMC conference matchup tonight. Boonville and Fulton used to be in the same conference. Boonville used to be a member of the NCMC conference. They've moved on to the Tri-County now, but tonight uh, the Pirates play the Hornets in the first round of district. Boonville moves their record to 8-2 and two on the season. Is at home. They knock off Fulton 40-20, to 20, and right now we've got Boonville head coach Greg Huff on the line. And Coach, nice win, good bounce-back win after that tough loss to Hallsville last week, and uh, you win your eighth game of the year. Yeah, you know, on the scoreboard, it reflects that we played real well. To be honest, we didn't really, we didn't play real good. We uh, had some success and made some things happen. But, uh, you know, credit a little bit to uh, Fulton. I thought their kids came out and played well. You know, I've been in their shoes. I've, I've been the, the defeated team, I guess you could say, going into the, that district game. Uh, gets a good opponent, which I'd consider us that. And, uh, you know, those kids got some, got some fire. It was just a 14-7 to 7 ball game at halftime and then like I said in the second half we were able to do some things they scored a touchdown late against our against our JV but uh, you know we won at this point in the season that's very important um, we got a big game next week against Blair Oaks and we'll have to make some adjustments and find some improvement see what we can do well, and give Coach Dana Chambers at Fulton credit. His team came in winless tonight, and no quit, though. Those guys kept battling and came in and played a very good Boonville team. And like you said, 14-7 to at halftime, and they hung in. So Coach Chambers deserves a lot of credit for that. And Hey, talk about your offense. You put 40 points on the board. How would you get that done tonight? You know, offensively, uh, we had multiple guys uh, touch the football, rushing. Uh, DeWan Lomax, our running back, had 12 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown. Our quarterback, quarterback Colby Caton, had 18 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown. Uh, one of our slot receivers had four carries for 25 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so that was kind of our rushing. We had 329 yards rushing, um, 137 yards passing. Caton was 8 of 13 passing 137 yards and two touchdowns um looks like 13 Jameis mckee had two catches for 14 yards dakota truce had two catches for 55 yards and a touchdown jackson johns had two catches for 45 yards and a touchdown so you know i don't mean to be down on our kids or anything like that statistically looking at what they did and you know it's our game plan looks like it was perfect you know our goal was to always have uh, those three guys number one number three and 13 touch the ball you know about 15 times average a piece and if you look at that we did that and then uh, multiple guys catching the football yeah. did that so <laughs> maybe i should be a little more happier than what i am i just i just know our kids could play better than what they did tonight and um heck man they're 14 to 18 year old kids and got their hearts broke last week let's be yeah. honest you know got their hearts broke and then um you know coming against a windless team tonight just wasn't there and we definitely need that fire to beat Blair Oaks and uh to play at the level of football we want to play at 
Well, you know, and you're not when you play a ten game schedule, you won eight of them. You're not going to be at your best all eight of those wins, but you played well enough to win tonight. And like you said, a very emotional loss last week. Your kids left it all in the field, and that sounded like that was anybody's game. So it's tough to bounce back from something like that. But hey, talk about bounce back. You got to do it next week. You you beat Blair Oaks early in the year, and the first time I think you snapped a like a forty four game winning streak that they had in the Tri County Conference, and you knocked them off last last. Earlier, you beat them 41 to 35 at your place, and hey, a rematch. They come right back to Boonville next week, and that should be a heck of a ball game. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a heck of an environment. It was the first time we played. Um, you know, credit to Coach LePage and his kids and his program and tradition that they have. 44 games is remarkable. Um, we were able to get them that night. Our kids played well. Our kids took advantage of some opportunities, and uh, you know. If I'm Ted LePage, it's exactly what what you told your kids the night they lost. You know, hey, let's get a new streak going. Hey, we're going to see that Boonville team again. They're in our district. Um, It's hard to beat a good team twice, and they're a very good team, and it's going to take our best effort. And, uh, you know, I, I hope our kids put that best effort out, and if they do, we'll see what happens. Well, Greg, you got to go, and you guys have had a great year. It's still going. You win tonight, forty to twenty over Fulton, eight and two on the year. And like I say, took Hallsville, very good Hallsville team, right to the wire. Anybody's game last week. Hey, my friend, always enjoy the visit. It's always good to talk to you. Proud of what you've done this year and throughout your career. And hey, we'll be back on the air next week. So that'll be one of the premier games in the state, Blair Oaks at Boonville. So give us a call after that game, and we'll we'll talk again, Greg. I will. Thank you, guys. Okay, see you, Greg. That's Greg Huff, head coach of the Boonville Pirates. They win tonight. They beat Fulton 40-20. to Let's take a look at the Class 2 scores again. Uh, in Class 2, District 5, it was Holden beating Versailles 14 to nothing. Higginsville shuts out Lone Jack 71 to nothing. Warsaw over Knob Noster 52 to nothing. So next week it'll be Holden going to number one seeded Butler. Butler Bears had a bye tonight. Higginsville will be back at home again tonight. They'll play Warsaw. That should be a good ball game next week in Higginsville. In Class 2, District 6, Hallsville had a bye tonight. They'll play Centralia. Centralia upset Montgomery County tonight, 26-8. to So it looks like Centralia will head to um, Hallsville next Friday night. Uh, Bowling Green beats Missouri Military. Bowling Green, the number two seed. They shut out Missouri Military 70 to nothing. California beats North Callaway 35 to 8. So California goes to Bowling Green next Friday. Class 2, District 7, Trenton Beats Brookfield. Trenton goes into Brookfield, gets a 28-6 win. Trenton will head to Maryville next week. Maryville, the number one seed. Macon, the number three seed. They beat Clark County 42-6. They'll go to Palmyra next week, who had a bye tonight. And finally, Class 2, District 8. Richmond had a bye. They'll play the winner of tomorrow afternoon's Lathrop at Hogan Prep game. And the other, the big upset of the night, Lawson upsets Pembroke Hill 36-35. to Lawson seated number seven, Pembroke Hill number two. The cards of Coach Caleb Crawford go into Kansas City, beat Pembroke Hill 36-35. And St. Michael of the Archangel beats Lexington 45-20. to So it'll be Lawson at St. Michael next week. Either Hogan Prep or Lathrop will go to Richmond. Well, the Concordia Orioles, they're in eight-man football. They don't play this week. They had a bye. They'll be playing their arch rivals, St. Paul, next Friday night. And earlier, had a chance to talk it over with Oriole head coach.
coach J.K. Basie. Okay, now in the fifth quarter show, we're going to talk with Concordia head football coach J.K. Basie. Uh, the Orioles don't play this Friday night. They play next week. They'll play St. Paul in a district game. And J.K., you know, looking at your ball club, you've turned it around offensively. Your guys really scored many more points now the last four or five weeks than they did early in the season. So you've really figured some things out on offense, haven't you? Yeah, offensively, you know, we're playing we're playing pretty well offensively. You know, I knew it was going to take um, take a few weeks. Um, you know, with with losing the majority of our of our offensive output from last year, with losing Troy and and Tanner uh, from our backfield, um, I knew it was going to take Jake uh, a little while to get comfortable with uh, with our new guys at the skill position, with Ryder and and Riley at our at our split end tight end, and then Roger at our fullback. Um, you know, it, it took a little while for him to get comfortable with those guys, but now he's confident that when when he throws it there and, and, and to Kellen that, that the ball's going to get caught and, um, you know, they're going to do the, do the right thing. And now you've got a week off. No game this week. And next week you play your arch rival St. Paul. This week what do you do? Do you, you have a chance maybe to clean up or heal up some bumps and bruises, maybe get some kids healthy again, and then maybe a chance to add a couple new wrinkles for the St. Paul game? We're going to talk about it as a staff. Um, you know, when we meet this afternoon, we're going to watch, watch our film from from last Friday, um, I think the plan is we're gonna we're gonna kind of take it a little lighter this week um, since we don't have anything on Friday. Um, you know, really focus on getting he- guys healed up. You know, we had uh, Jacob Nelson, our starting center and starting defensive end, hasn't played for the last two weeks with a with a dinged up knee. So you know, hopefully this this extra week will give him. Uh, the time that he needs to be ready to go for for next Friday, um, you know, and then we'll we'll kind of shorten things up a little bit this week and and, and kind of focus on uh, you know the the Saints for for the next couple of weeks and hopefully we can go over there next Friday and, and give them a good game. Well, again, you have a rematch with St. Paul coming up a week from Friday week from tonight you know St. Paul beat you 52 to 22 earlier in the year but I guess that was a game was really much closer than the final score would indicate yeah it was we uh, you know that night we had I think five turnovers two of them were uh, inside like our 15 yard line Um, you know you're not going to beat a lot of teams uh, with five turnovers especially a good team like St. Paul Um, you know but I know uh, coach Gifford will be uh, you know kind of doing the same thing I am this week getting maybe some wrinkles in and uh, maybe some new looks or whatever we might have to prepare for uh, next Friday. You know, when Concordia and St. Paul play, that's one of those games you just throw the records out. Anything can happen on any given night. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and it's. I always talk to our guys about. You know, there's not many schools our size that have a, you know, an in-town rival. Um, so it's always special when when we get to go over and play there. They come over and play here. You know, a lot of these kids uh, know each other. You know, their whole lives. You know, some of them went to school together. So it's it's a good good experience for for our town. Well, and, and you've got to feel good about the way your team has progressed during the course of the season. Yeah, for sure. You know, we we played a a, a pretty uh, monster of a schedule our first you know our first few weeks. You know, I think our our season this week or this year, I think we've played five teams that have been rated in the top 10 um you know so i know i know sometimes that can be frustrating when you're when you're getting beat and losing early but uh, i think those games uh has really prepared us for this part of the season you know so hopefully our guys come out ready and and uh, and play a good game next friday okay that's jk basie head coach the concordia orioles and Again, they'll play Concordia against St. Paul next Friday night on the St. Paul field. Anytime those two teams play, you just throw everything up in the air there. 
And both schools in the same town of Concordia. They've got a good rivalry, but a very friendly rivalry. So that should be a good ball game next Friday night. Well, the Carrollton Trojans see the season come to an end tonight. They go on the road into East Buchanan. Trojans fall 42 to nothing. And a few minutes ago, uh, Donnie King had a chance to talk it over with uh, Carrollton Trojan head coach Jason Maiden. Had a pretty tough season, Jason. And uh, you took the reins in transition. And uh, tonight you uh, finished your season, first round of districts. 42-0 loss to uh, Mid-Buchanan, who is uh, one of the better teams in the northwest part of Missouri. Nothing to hang your head about, but uh, kind of fill us in on how the game went tonight. Yeah, um, we, were actually, we actually were at East Buchanan. Um, we ended up, we, you know, like you said, lost 42 nothing. Uh, started the game. They, re- they returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown, and they got the ball back later, or later on that same quarter and we had a few few missed tackles here and there and they went for six went up 14 to nothing there on us pretty quick and um you know after that we kind of settled down and you know i think we i feel like we did some good things um kind of got the ball moving a little bit we just couldn't get it punched in the end zone like i say you inherited a, a team in transition how did you feel the kids reacted to the things that took place late in the season and uh, do you, you look like the program was going to maybe come back some next year? Yeah, uh, we it was we you know we're a pretty young team. Um, you know I I told the kids tonight no matter who we played whether it's a class one school or our tough conference schedule of, of all class two schools that you know they never gave up. They played hard from the start of the game to the end of the game, and that's from top to bottom. No matter if we had a freshman that did, didn't get a lot of playing time Friday night in the game. You know, they played till the whistle every play and played from start to finish, and I'm proud of every single one of them for that. But you did have a few players that had some individual success this year. Let's talk about some of your players that uh, have shown a spark that uh, maybe you're looking forward to leadership from next year. Yeah, we did. Uh, we, you know, like I said, we're we're pretty young. You know, with with uh, especially our defense. You know, our defense secondary with Parker Minnick, sophomore, Hunter Wright, sophomore. Um, Wyatt Teeman got injured a little bit, came back later in the year. He's a junior. Um, up front, you know, we lose a, we lose a few, but um, we're returning Gordy on both sides of the ball. Um, and I do want to talk about my, my five seniors as well with um, Diego Thorne, played offensive and defensive line for us, and he got injured in July at a team camp and was out for the year. Um, he was a four-year player for us. Jet Staten, another four-year player for us on the offensive-defensive line, played some linebacker as well. Um, Adam Crawford, he was a, he was another linebacker and, and offensive lineman, uh, four-year player. Bryce Iser played some quarterback for us. He actually just joined our program last year. He came out and he was a part of the football program for two years, and he did a really good job. And uh, Trayton Bennett is the the last senior we got, and he's a he was kind of our tight end, uh, slot receiver, and he was our, our leader on defense at the middle linebacker spot, and he he did a phenomenal job all year long. And you've got to have these key players. Uh, usually everybody just naturally looks for the, to the seniors for leadership, and, and they do have to step up and kind of uh, take responsibility for everything that's going on on the team, don't they? Yeah, they do, and I and I do feel like you know the the freshman sophomore guys looked up to that group that group of seniors that I just mentioned, you know, and, and we had a lot of uh, those underclassmen that got a lot of varsity time on Friday nights, and 
And, you, you know, we got a good group of leaders coming in the junior class, you know, with, with Wyatt Teeman and Aiden Carpenter and Parker Minnick all coming back. And we'll look to improve throughout the off season and, and get back in the weight room, and we'll be back at it next summer with, uh, with another season. Well, one thing about it, in this conference, uh, if your competition is any judge of where you'll be, then uh, your guys are going to come back with some real experience because this is one of the toughest football conferences you're you're going to play in in Missouri. So uh, congratulations on what you've done with the team since you've taken over, and we hope next year things start off on a, a more firm base. You know what's ahead of you, and maybe next year we'll turn this thing around and uh, we'll be talking about what Trojans are doing in the 2022 yeah i think so like i said it's gonna it's gonna start in the weight room and that's gonna be the main thing we gotta get the kids kids bought in on the weight room and and conditioning program and uh we'll get back to get back to where we want to be next season all right jason i'll let you go i'm sure you had a long hard night uh 42 nothing loss to east buchanan county and jason thank you for calling ever since the turmoil you you gave us a call gave us your best we appreciate it, uh, hearing all about Trojan football every weekend. Yep, thank you guys. I appreciate your coverage all season. Okay, that's Jason Maiden, head coach of the Carrollton Trojans. Well, one team that didn't play tonight, the uh, uh, Marceline Tigers. Real quickly, let's run through our Class 3 scores before we get to Mark Ross. In Class 3, District 5, it was uh, Eldon beating Southern Boone, 36-13. to Eldon will play number one seeded Mexico next week. Here just heard from Greg Huff. They beat Fulton, Boonville beats Fulton 40 to 20, Blair Oaks 53 to nothing over Osage. Boonville and Blair Oaks will play for the second time in Boonville. Boonville won that 41-35 the first time around. That should be a heck of a matchup. Class 3, District 7, Pleasant Hill beats Oak Grove tonight, 55-36. P. Hill will go to Odessa. Odessa had a bye tonight, as did Kansas City Center and Summit Christian. Those two teams will play each other next week. And finally, in Class 3, District 8, Cameron beats Northeast, 48-26. Chillicothe, 54-0 over Kansas, 55 to nothing over Kansas City Central and Savannah. Savannah beats St. Joe Benton 31 to 13. Next week, it's Cameron at St. Pius. Savannah will come back to Chillicothe. Again, I think they played earlier in the year, and Chile won that one 19-13. Well, the Marceline Tigers, they're the number one seed in Class 1, District 6. They have a 9-8-1 or eight and one record. After after last week's game, they win the Lewis and Clark Conference Championship. And earlier, had a chance to talk it over with Marceline head coach Mark Ross. Okay, now in the fifth quarter, going to chat with uh, Marceline head coach uh, Mark Ross. And Mark, uh, last week a tough game. We didn't get a chance to talk to you Friday night, but a, a nice win. Uh, you beat uh, Harrisburg and and end up winning the Lewis and Clark Conference Championship. Congratulations. Talk about that game a little bit. Yeah, thanks. You know, it was a really good win for our kids and. It was a tough grinded out game and you know harrisburg showed up ready to play and you know our, our boys really did a nice job in the second half of of extending the lead and, and making sure that we could secure the uh conference title outright and, and get the number one seed in district so we're really excited well and with that win you wrap up an eight and one regular season your only loss to notre dame of quincy a very good football team so you gotta you gotta feel good about the regular season yeah, definitely. You know, and as many injuries as we've gone through throughout the course of the season, I um, mean, you know, all of our young guys that have really stepped up uh, this year and, and filled in nicely, um, you know, we're finally starting to get back to, to full health here. And 
Um, so that's always really exciting and, um, you know, creates some challenges in itself um, because you, you kind of want to get some of that continuity going between the guys that are, that are out there on the field playing, you know, every down. And um, But we're really excited about where things currently stand for us and uh, the prospects of, of what districts are setting up for. Well, speaking of healing up from injuries, you've got an extra week to do that right now. You're in uh, Class 1, District 6. You're the number one seed in that district. So by being so, you get a bye here on Friday night. That probably comes at a pretty good time when you've had some injuries, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, and typically I, I don't like a bye, um, you know, because you want to stay in routine, stay fresh. and You have a Friday of, of really not playing full game speed and um, doing a lot of hitting, so that's always a concern, but you know, I think with our team and, and the guys that we have, the experience that they have, um, you know, they went through having a bye last year. And, um, you know, with some of our injuries, I, I think it gives us an extra week to heal up and, and really sets up nicely for us this year. Well, like I say, you have a bye this week. And next Friday night, you'll play the winner. You're the number one seed. You'll play the winner of the 4-5 matchup. And that's Scotland County and South Shelby. And, you know, South Shelby, a team that beat Brookfield uh, last Friday night. So they're peaking at the right time it looks like in scotland county that was your first game of the year and you had to come from behind to win that one so you're gonna have a tough matchup aren't you yeah absolutely you know regardless of who we face um you know they're both different uh different styles of, of football and um you know no doubt that um coach wants to get another shot at us if scotland county were to win that one and um you know and then south shelby comes from a, a tough conference and played a tough regular season schedule so i, I think they're uh their record is a little bit deceiving there in itself, too. And, um, you know, no doubt whoever we play will, will be a tough opponent. Well, and you look at the number two seed in your district. I know all you're thinking about is that first game. But the number two seed, a Highland team, probably the best team they've had in quite a while. They made quite a bit of noise in that Clarence Cannon Conference. <clears throat> then you got, you know, some other teams out of your conference. you got Western playing Salisbury and also Paris in that district. So that's going to be a tough district, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I think the records are deceiving overall, you know. You try not to, to look past the first one for sure, um, you know, because you lose and you're done at this point in the year. Um, but it, it's a tough uh, tough district, you know. I think the records are, are very deceiving, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a physical um, district, in my opinion, and looking at the teams that are in it and the style of, style of ball that they want to play, um, you know. So we're looking forward to the challenge, and, um, you know, you never want to just breeze through a district, and uh, that certainly won't be the case this year. How do you measure success? In points? In wins? Or trophies? At Shelter Insurance, we measure success in the quality of our products and services, in our community support, in being there when you need us most. We're your shield. We're your shelter. See Shelter Agent Tara Hilbrenner in Carrollton, proudly serving Carroll County. Bought a hair dryer lately? If so, you might have noticed a pretty serious warning attached to the power cord. There's a good reason for that warning tag. Because used improperly, a hair dryer can cause serious injury. Don't stand near the tub or shower. Dry the floor and make sure you are using a GFCI outlet. All of us here at West Central Electric Cooperative want you to have great looking hair. But hey, use your head. West Central Electric, a Touchstone Energy Cooperative. The Hamilton Bank has a clear vision for a strong future and the tradition of serving its community at Hamilton, Breckenridge, and Lathrop. Featuring new services like the Brella to protect your debit card account and health services account, along with the traditional services you have come to count on, the Hamilton Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
Thinking Power Sports, think GNS Power Sports in Marshall. Find the best selection in riding equipment, rugged ATVs and side-by-sides, street bikes, dirt bikes, and scooters. Financing is available, so head on in and ride out or trade up today. Your next great adventure is just around the corner at GNS Power Sports in Marshall. Napa know-how. The name of the game is protection. A little hard work in the trenches saves a whole lot of headache and heartache down the road. Your local Napa Auto Parts store is always here to help with dependable parts and expert advice. And Napa is making it easier than ever with helpful ordering options, like order online and pick up in-store or free next-day delivery. Visit NapaOnline.com or visit your local Napa stores in Carrollton and Brunswick to learn more. Napa know-how. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country, 103.9 KRLI. Okay, before we get back to our interviews at State Softball Tournament, we got some area teams in the State Softball Tournament. Let's look at some games played today. Supposed to have some played yesterday. They were pushed back due to the rain. But, hey, a couple of some teams in our area doing very well. Let's look, first of all, Class 1, Maysville. They win today. They beat East Carter. Had the bats going 21-4. to The other semi saw La Plata beat St. Elizabeth 3-1. to So, congratulations to Maysville. They'll play for the state championship tomorrow against La Plata. Two area teams will play for a state championship in class two sherwood shuts out iberia two to nothing marceline beats new bloomfield 10 to four so a couple of area teams sherwood will play marceline tomorrow for the class two state championship class four good season comes to an end for platte county they fall to washington 10 to nothing rolla beats incarnate word nine to four so washington and then washington beats rolla 11 to nothing in the state championship game if you're wondering about the chillicothe hornets the hornets lady hornets will play tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock they'll play perryville in the class three semifinals well an undefeated team mid-buck uh mid-buchanan moves their record to a perfect 10 and 0 tonight they're the uh conference champions in the KCI. Tonight they beat Plattsburgh for the second time this year, 56-6. to And a few minutes ago, Travis talked it over with uh, Mid-Buchanan head coach Aaron Fritz. Joining us now on the fifth quarter show is coach Aaron Fritz of the Mid-Buchanan Dragons. Mid-Buck was at home tonight against Plattsburgh, came out with a huge 56-6 to win. Coach, kind of sounds like your kids did what you hoped they would do tonight. Yeah, you know, the goal tonight was to come out okay and and play a clean football game the best we could and try to eliminate penalties and mental mistakes. And you know what? For the most part, I thought we did that. Um, The last time we played Plattsburgh a couple weeks ago, they held the ball down until five, six seconds on the play clock and played keep away from us. And and I felt like we kind of got in a hurry to try to score really quick because we felt like we need to get up and get out of there. And tonight we didn't panic, and and they kind of did the same thing. But we didn't panic with that. We, We took a little bit better care mentally of penalties and things like that and mistakes. And, and I think we scored every possession until the very end of the game when the young cats were in. Um, you know, they gave us the ball first, and we scored pretty much right away. And then we got to stop and scored pretty quick again. And it did the same thing another couple times in the first quarter. When you get up 28 nothing like that, it really sets the tone in a positive way. And in the second quarter, they got a couple first downs and hit us with a fake punt, which was really creative and smart by them. And uh, so they hung on to the ball forever. So we only got the ball twice in the second half, and we're able to get up 42 nothing. But that was, I mean, that's good to get the running clock and things for the second half. And then, you know, at halftime, you talk to the kids, you talk about, hey, you don't know how much longer you're going to get to play. We're going to let you starters go out there. But it, I mean, it may be two plays and we get you out. It just depends on how things go and what we think we need to do. And, you know, right away we're on defense and get a pick six. And so we pull out almost all our starters and play both ways and guys that play a ton. 
and we get back on defense after kickoff, and we get another pick six. So we scored 14 points without playing a play of offense in the second half, and the clock's running and things like that. And uh, we only ran four plays of offense in the second half. So our, all our kids got in, all of them got to play defense. Um, you know, we gave up a score in the third quarter there, but that's okay. It's a good learning experience for our kids. But when you're able to get all your kids in, especially in a district playoff game, it's just good experience for them. And, and they understand that it's still just another game of football. Yes, it means a little bit more, but it's still a game, and you can go in there and relax and just play and do what you're supposed to do. So um, really good night for us. Really proud of our kids. and just excited for another opportunity to get to play football next week. Hey, Coach, do you have any kids you want to mention tonight? You know, it was exciting to have Rollins back again. It's the second game back for him at quarterback after being banged up after a pretty uh, late hit he got a couple weeks ago against East Canning, and it's nice to have him back. And um, Blake Hunter had a pick six and a couple touchdowns, and um, Xavier, Xavier Rumble ran for three touchdowns. And Clancy Woodward, uh, he had a pick six tonight. That was awesome for him. He's done a great job of continuing to get better all year. And then, uh, you know, I could talk about our entire offense defensive line all night. Those guys don't get any credit like they should. They play their butts off, they play hard, they play fast, and they do what we ask them to do. And I just want to make sure that it's recognized that they work hard and we, and we know that they're working hard. Hey, Coach, you mentioned you know not having Rollins the last week or two. Um, you know, you guys played East Buck in a close game. You guys jumped out on him early, uh, lost him uh, at some point in that game, and, th- and they came back and took a lead on you, and then you ended up coming back and winning the game at the end. So, uh, we talked about the seeding of the district. You guys are 10-0, but you're the two seed in the district. So you're playing a really good East Buck team next week. Um, you, how, how are you going to get ready for them, and, and what what do you expect from them uh, You know, next week? Well, I mean, our, our kids should be pretty motivated. This shouldn't be a week where we have to kind of try to pump up the other team and, and do things like that to get them to buy in. Like we, we set the expectation after the game tonight that this is a great win, good for us, fellas, but the big ones this week, we've got to take care of business this week with the little things we need to do, like practice, film, weights, and all that stuff. And that's priority number one is to take care of that. We've got to take care of things we can control. Priority two is going out and having great practice and making sure we're preparing ourselves mentally and physically for that type of stuff. And then priority three, if we get to it, is the game on Friday. But we can't get to the game on Friday until we get priority one and two done. So we've got to be focused because we know East Bucks can come out and try to do everything they can to beat us because I know they're tired of losing to us. We've got to come out and play fast, physical, but also be prepared mentally and physically to make that happen. So um, we, we know what's coming. We know they're a good football team. We know this is a really, really good three seed, and it's a poorly seeded uh, way of things that happened, but that's okay. That's how stuff works. So how much we've time got to on this one, and Try to do what we can do to make sure we take care of business. Okay, that's. Uh... Coach Aaron Fritz. Aaron, appreciate the call tonight, and they're ten and zero, and they're the again the KCI conference champs. They win tonight. Very impressive win over Plattsburgh. They'll play their arch rival East Buchanan next week. Well, the upset of the night: the Lawson Cardinals go into Kansas City. They beat Pembroke Hill thirty-six to thirty-five, and right now I've got Coach Caleb Crawford on the line. Hey, Caleb. Hey, appreciate the call. Hey, listen. He had some had a tough season, had some ups and downs, but boy, what a what a big win tonight! I know you'll take that one. Thirty six, thirty five over the number two seed in the district. Well, it was it was a special game. You know, we we told our kids all week that you know if they come out and they compete, they play hard, that they've got a chance. And they really bought into that. They absolutely played their hearts out. Down at halftime, twenty one to twelve. And really shot ourselves in the foot. They, they, uh, we, we won the coin toss and went to receive, and they recovered an onside kick right out of the gate. And then on our first end court, and then on our first opening possession, we fumbled the ball. They go down and score, and we're down twelve nothing. Wow. 
and our kids just bowed their necks. We had a really good drive, drove it all the way down the field and scored, missed the extra point. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was back and forth. Um, had a really good halftime, had some adjustments uh, for us that, that really worked defensively and offensively. We, I think we held them to 50 yards of offense in the second half. We recovered an onside kick after we scored to get within a score. And, um, yeah, we, we, if they, if the game ended with us uh, converting a two-point conversion with about three minutes left to take what would be the final lead. Well, how much time was left when you took the final lead? I couldn't, I couldn't understand you. Oh, probably three and a half minutes. Okay. They, we actually uh, kicked off to them, and they drove down and held. And then, then they held us three and out. We went to punt, and they blocked the punt on our own 25-yard line and recovered it on the 15. And our defense held there and made them kick a field goal with about two minutes left. Uh, which we brought pressure off the uh, offensive right side, and they pulled it left and missed the field goal, and we were able to run out the clock from there. Wow, what a, what a, what a win for you. And, and talk about that second half. Like I say, you're down 21-12 to 12 at halftime. You come back, put 36 points on the board. What was the secret with your offense tonight? Well, you know, not turning the ball over, honestly. We drove it really well all night long. Our offense played, played great. Our, our line was super physical. Um, you know, they stayed on block. Uh, Tristan Brightman, our quarterback, had 181 yards rushing. Our tailback, Garrett Green Jr., he had 138 yards rushing. And, um, yeah, we, we really just pounded it all night long. I think we we threw the ball for 19 yards, but we were 4 or 5. We converted onto big fourth downs, and they were lowest load in the box. We were 4 or 5 on fourth downs, which was a huge difference in the game. And Yeah, I mean, I, just resiliency. You know, we talked about all the adversity we've been through. Well, it prepared us for this moment tonight, and I couldn't be more proud of our boys. Well, you mentioned some of your kids. Anybody else that really stood out for you tonight, Caleb, you'd like to mention? Well, Aiden Davis, uh, who's our strong tackle in our nose, uh, he's a sophomore, and uh, he had a phenomenal game tonight, defensively and offensively. Um, he had, you know, he talked about pancake blocks, you know, running people and all that. Well, he had like 13, 14 pancake blocks on the night. Um, just, just played super physical. Kid just loves the game and super character kid. I can't say enough for him. Xander Mabel, our only senior on the offensive line, played great tonight. Um, he was the one that recovered our onside kick, and he's our kicker. So <laughs> he, he had a great game. But, uh, you know, our defense is secondary. I've got to give props to those kids because they came out and they started blowing it and drove the ball to take a 21-12 lead. But Colin Phipps, uh, Cooper Slominski, Caden Miller, Tristan Brightman, and, and Parker, uh, Parker Mackley, Eli was full of those defensive backs back there really bowed their necks and made some huge stops when, when they were really pushing the ball through the air again. Well, yeah, it sounds like a complete team victory. Now you're back on the road next week. You beat the number two seed tonight. Next week you go against the number three seed, St. Michael the Archangel, and that'll be another tough test. But, hey, I'm sure your kids believe right now. They do. They, they do believe. And, uh, you know, they really believed all week. And it's nothing we did. It's just the character of our kids, you know, just practicing hard and, and saying, okay, now we're at Boston, and, and we've got to look through the second season. And that's what we do. And, and they really embrace that. And, uh, yeah, it's all it's all because of them. I mean, I can't say enough about our kids. And my assistant coaches did a phenomenal job of getting those kids ready. And it's uh, it's really easy to, to coach when you trust your kids and, and you know that they're going to come through in the clutch, and they really did that tonight. Well, you know, you play this your 10th game. You, had, you have a lot of memories from the year. You don't tell them how many more you'll play this year. And a lot of your kids have got quite a few high school games left after this year. But I'm sure anybody that was a part of that game tonight, this is one they'll remember for a long time. Yeah, it, well, as we talked about, having that signature win, 
you know, what, what's this season going to be remembered for when we put up the, the team picture at the end of the year? And and we've gotten our signature win, and we're going we're gonna to continue to kind of let it all hang out and, and not, not have any worries in the world and play loose and free and, and uh, you know, playing with house money now and, and yeah. going out and just, just being positive and having fun. Caleb, I've been proud of you all year, but especially proud of you tonight. Nice win tonight. Great win for you and your program. And, hey, we'll be back two more weeks. We'll be back next week and the week after. So give us a call next week. We'll talk about that St. Michael game. I always look forward to it, Joe, and I appreciate everything you've done for me over the years and everybody in in Missouri. Thanks, Caleb. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, that's Caleb Crawford in the Lawson Cardinals. A big win tonight. They beat Pembroke Hill 36-35. Well, the... uh, Oreg Bearcats of Coach Kirk Thacker. They're they're off tonight. They're they're having a good year this year. The Bearcats uh, having a, a very very successful year, and they'll play next week. They will play uh, Southwest Livingston over at Oreg. And earlier I had a chance to talk it over with uh, Coach Kirk Thacker. And his now in our fifth quarter show, going to head over to Oreg chat with Kirk Thacker. Kirk, your first first year at Oregon, boy, you guys have had a good year, regular season. You're six and two right now, and I guess your only losses to the number one, number two teams in the state in eight man football. So you guys have really got it done, haven't you? Yeah, we've really done a, a, a good job. We uh, won the I seventy uh, division of our conference. Uh, got a chance to play against uh, North Shelby for the overall. Um, CRC Conference Championship. Uh, they're in the CLA side and, and uh, uh, had a little setback there. But uh, yeah, we've uh, you know it's it's first year. Uh, the kids are uh, still still learning uh, my system and, and still learning me, and I'm still learning them. And uh, it's it's just been every week we've we've gotten better at something and we've figured something out and fixed it. And, uh, yeah, we're very fortunate. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have uh, the talent that I have over here and the hardworking kids and, and the great uh, great parents. Everybody I've heard talk about your team says you have a lot of weapons on offense, and I know you put a lot of points on the board, so you guys are getting it done, aren't you? Yeah, you know, we've, uh, we've got quite a few people. We've had some injuries. We've had to move some people around. Uh, Blake Buchanan is our uh, Swiss Army knife. He's, he's, he's best at quarterback, but... Uh, when Jackson Miller went down at running back, we moved him back there, and, and he was able to uh, uh, go off on, on uh, the game that he played back there. But, uh, uh, you know, we've got Xander Stevenson, who is uh, excellent. He's, uh, he can play receiver. He can play quarterback. He can play running back. Uh, we also uh, have uh, some pretty good tight ends. Chandler Woods is, is pretty good, and so is uh, Nolan Worley. Uh, and like I said, Jackson Miller is a, is, uh, is is a great as a sophomore running back. I'm excited about uh, having him for two more years after this, and and uh, just hope to keep him a little healthier. And uh, we have uh, a pretty good offensive line, and and uh, I've got a pretty nasty uh, fullback in Milo Ney that. Uh, uh, does a good job blocking for us. Yeah, a lot of weapons, and like we say, you've got an off week this week. Uh, you're in class eight man, class one, eight man district three, and uh, looking right. at the district, Bishop LeBlond out of St. Joe, they're the number one seed. Number two, King City. Don't know a lot about them, but then you're number three, and you will open up next week. You'll be at home. You play Southwest Livingston, and I know uh, they lost a lot from that team last year, but they are the defending right. state champs, and they've got quite a tradition, so I know that'll be a tough yeah. game game that will be and just to add uh, to that I've, I've known Pate Croy for a few years now but uh, also one of their assistant coaches 
uh, is Tommy Burton, who uh, graduated uh, from Hardin Central in 2016. Uh, he's going to hate me if I get it wrong. 2017, uh, and played uh, for me. Uh, he was All-State center for me, and now he's assistant coach on that team. Uh, so that's going to add a little bit uh, to it. I've, I've uh, got him and, and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, having uh, somebody out of your coaching tree uh, going up against them, you don't want to lose to them. Uh, but uh, Tommy's Tommy's good boy. I'm, I'm pretty proud of him and, and uh, glad to be facing off with him. And, and uh, uh, you know, they're, they're a well-coached team. They did lose a lot of talent from last year. Uh, but I think in a couple of years they'll they'll get it back together, and they they've got a lot of little brothers on that team uh, from the state champions, and so I look for them to be a team on the rise. Coaches in the state of Missouri has done a great job at Oric. They're six and two right now. They'll play Southwest Livingston next week. And uh, Kirk, appreciate the appreciate the visit. Well, tonight the West Strand Hornets they win for the second time. They beat Salisbury tonight, and they they play those two teams played opening opening game of the season and the West Rand won that one tonight. West Rand wins it twenty nine to twenty nine to twelve. And a few minutes ago Travis talked it over with West Rand offensive coordinator Tyler Tanner. Join us now on the fifth quarter show is Coach Tyler Tanner of the West Rand Horns. West Rand was at home tonight in district action taking on Lewis and Clark foe Salisbury. West Rand comes out uh, with a twenty nine to twelve win. Coach, congratulations Probably a lot of familiarity coming into this game tonight. You guys are pretty close uh, there on Highway 24 uh, and, and have played earlier in this earlier this year. Talk about the game tonight a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, you knew that Salisbury was going to uh, make some adjustments uh, from week one. And, uh, you know, they were ready to play. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I, I, thought that, I thought that Coach Magruder did a really good job of getting his guys ready to play. You know, and uh, it was... It was a it was a dog fight that first half. I'm telling you, man. They they did they did a really good job coming out. Uh, they had a really good defensive scheme against us. You know, they mixed up a couple of formations uh, that they do on offense and and put our defense in in a couple of spots that you know against them we weren't quite ready for. But you know, ultimately, I felt like our kids did a really good job of making adjustments there uh, towards the end of the first half and then early in the second half and and ended up separating with a win. Well, and, and Salisbury being the sixth seed coming into that game, and you guys beat them handily, you know, you, you probably knew they weren't going to try to do the exact same thing. And, and kudos to, to your coaching staff and your kids for being able to make uh, those adjustments in game. Talk, talk about, you know, you guys put up four touchdowns tonight. Talk about offensively uh, what you guys did to get those touchdowns. Well, I'll tell you what, the first touchdown that we scored, we, uh, we got. I wouldn't say lucky, but you know we, we we brought the house on a on a punt situation. I think they were about the forty yard line, and we ended up getting the sucker. And uh, Coach Olafson did a good job with clock management there. You know it was kind of one of those that um, we call a timeout, stop it, and if we get the block, you know we can do something with it. And if we don't, we take a knee on it. We go to half down six to two. But our guys, man, they made a play when we needed to make a play, and. Uh, you know, within the next play, we ended up uh, we ended up scoring. We ended up punching that sucker in on a pass from uh, Derek Merritt to Brady Holman, and uh, went into halftime with a lead. Uh, but definitely, we're not happy with where we were. Um, like I said, Salisbury had a really good defense plan, uh, so we made a couple of adjustments at halftime, offensively and defensively. And the kids responded really well to a couple of things that we just hadn't ran in a while. 
uh, that were in the playbook that hadn't schemed for, hadn't ran in a while. And, uh, you know, like I said, the kids, the kids did a really good job of executing there late. And that, 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 you know, we put together three or four scores in a row. And that, that was kind of nice to see from them. Yeah, big, big special teams play. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Sometimes you're putting stuff in week five, week six, and you come back week 10, and, and that's when you need it. So, uh, very, very exciting win for the Horns tonight. Hey, next week, you guys uh, travel almost to Illinois, a little bit out of the area, uh, to play a really good Highland team, the two seed. Um, what do you know about them, and, and what's your plan, you know, entering this, this uh, week 11? Well, you know, it, it, it's 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 the same on both sides, man. We don't have film of them, and they don't have film of us, I don't think. Uh, they might have our Paris game, but, you know, it, it's kind of one of those deals that we're really unfamiliar with each other. So we're going to be, you know, it's going to be new for both of us. And, uh, you know, Highland's really good. You know, I know they're, I, I've heard through the grapevine they're pretty athletic. Uh, they play a good, clean football game. Uh, and there's a reason they're the two seed right now. You know, they're, they're a good football team. And, and they play in a tough conference, and you got to give them a lot of respect. You know, going through the grind of the CCC, uh, I, I feel like the Lewis and Clark is really good as well. But, man, you know, you got to give Highland – they're due. They're 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 a good ball team, and I feel like they've turned the corner a little bit. And uh, you know, uh, expecting a good game on Friday. The Cody Moss State Farm Insurance Office in Higginsville can help you and your family with auto, home, life, business insurance, and more. For great customer service and quality insurance coverage you can trust, call State Farm Agent Cody Moss at 660-584-7414 or visit CodyMossSF.com. The Woodshed, your complete lumber, hardware, and rental store, is ready to team with you for all your home projects. See the Woodshed for a game plan to get the job done right. The Woodshed in Carrollton and coming soon to the Richmond and Concordia communities. Proud to support local high school athletics. Hi, Kathy Fisher here with Concordia Bank. We want to be your small business partner. We offer financing solutions for all types of small businesses and farmers, including commercial, ag real estate loans, equipment loans, and operating lines of credit. Ask us about our small business checking account and cash management services. Visit our locations in Odessa, Concordia, and Lori, or visit us online at concordia-bank.com. Member FDIC. For all your automotive sales and service needs, remember Swafford's Ford in Richmond. Call or text 816-776-2288. Visit SwaffordsFord.com to shop online and schedule service. Located at Highways 10 and 13 in Richmond, SwaffordsFord.com. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your host, Joe All. All right, first off, let's congratulate Chad Smith and his Chillicothe Horns on a great win, an impressive win, 55 to nothing over KC Central. Uh, let's talk about how that game played out for you tonight. Uh, we were just able to, to get out and, and get after it right away. I felt like the offense played really, really well, able to run the ball, and, and we threw uh, for three touchdowns um, as well, um, which is something that we don't normally do. But uh, um, it was good to get out and uh, stretch uh, the defense out a little bit and help our running game um, open up some stuff, and, and we were able to take advantage and did a good job um, holding them to zero. And I felt like uh, the team overall played really well tonight. All right, is passing going to be a, a new wrinkle for sectional and, and semifinal play? 
yeah, I mean, we've we've passed a lot this year. Um, you know, it, a lot of times when when we need to, and we practice it a lot. Um, but it's it's been very very helpful to uh, to have that when when uh, we have to have a big pass play or have to get a first down that you know and you can't run it. So um, it really helps us. All right, but you're really effective with a running game. All season, you've been able to grind it out against just about everybody. Uh, let's talk about who's move, who's up front that's moving everybody this year. Who's up front? Yes, sir. Yeah, um, Isaiah Sprong at our uh, right guard and Christian Penniston at uh, left tackle, um, Ethan Davis at the other guard, and then uh, Bo Smith, who is also my son. And then uh, we have, uh, we have uh, Griff Bonder, and um, Max Wagers at our tight ends, and they have to do quite a bit of blocking too, but they also catch the ball quite a bit. Now, these names are names that we're kind of familiar with around here, but I think as you move through district playoffs, these names are going to become even more important because uh, the speed and, and, and passing time is necessary comes from these guys, and also most of these guys are on the defensive side, the run stoppers for you, aren't they? Uh, yeah, a lot of them. Um, we uh, we try to get as many guys to, on offense to uh, um, just be on offensive line, uh, but we should, we still have several of those guys. And I uh, and I uh, forgot to mention one of our best linemen, um, Cameron Fleener, who um, you know is uh, he's six four, two hundred thirty pounds, and he he plays tackle for us and defensive end on the other side, and he is he's outstanding. Uh, so yeah, we we uh, it all starts up front and. And this group is, uh, they've really have gained a lot of respect from, from other teams, and, and they're getting better and all the time. And, and with all the skill guys that we have that, uh, that run the football and throw it for us, um, it, it really helps to have an offensive line that likes to go get to work and, and move people around. Are there any uh, kudos for the backfield tonight that you'd like to talk about? Uh, just about everybody um, scored. Um, Griff Bonder and uh, Max Wager scored on uh, uh, long pass plays. Um, Brock Miller, uh, Braxton Johnson, uh, Demarcus Kilo um, scored on run plays. Um, but uh, I, I thought that overall um, we had a balanced attack and, and uh, we played well on offense. All right. And slammed the door on defense, and you got to love that. Yeah, yeah, our defensive coaches did a great job, had a great game plan, and got the guys ready to roll, and it was, so it was, a, it was a good night all the way around. Now, where does this send you next week? Home here versus Savannah, I believe. And uh, you faced them earlier in the year, so you kind of have an understanding of what they're going to throw at you in general? Yeah, yeah, we've, we've played them once this year, and... Uh, and we have uh, lots of lots of game film, but yeah, we've we've played Savannah every year for as long as I've been here. So um, you, you kind of have a, an idea what you're what you're getting into. But we'll dive into you know first the old game film, and then you know we'll break down all the game films in between then because it was quite a, quite a long time ago, and things change, and people get better at things and or get worse at stuff, and you just have to adjust and and. Uh, look at the film to, to get your game plan for the for the uh, next round, and we'll go from there. All right. Chad Smith, uh, Chillicothe Hornets, uh, put a bruising on Casey Central tonight, 55 to nothing. Chad, we appreciate you calling in every week and keeping, keeping us surprised of Hornet football. 
and we hope to next weekend you'll call us again Friday with a, another win, and, and we can talk more some more about these great kids of yours. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay, that's Coach Chad Smith, and congratulations to Chillicothe Hornets. They're the number two seed in the district, and the Hornets having a good year this year. And uh, with that win, they moved their record to uh, seven and three on the year. So good, good year for Coach Smith in his first year, first year at the helm. Well, tonight it was the uh, Sweet Springs Greyhounds. The Hounds get a nice win. They beat Russellville 55-29, to move their record to 7-3. And, and a few minutes ago, Travis talked it over with Sweet Springs head coach Jeff Holtzman. Join us now on the fifth quarter show is Coach Jeff Holtzman of the Sweet Springs Greyhounds. Sweet Springs was at home tonight in district action, taking on the Russellville Indians. Sweet Springs jumps out to a huge 35-6 to lead, controlled the game. Final score, 55-29. to Coach. Congratulations. you got to be really proud uh, of the way your kids came out tonight. Yeah, thank you. Uh, our kids yeah, did a great job. They were ready to go from the get-go. Uh, kickoff team uh, pinned them deep, and we were able to get them to punt the ball and got a short field and scored pretty quickly. And Our offense did a great job all night. Uh, all three of our running backs had big games. Uh, Matt Eckhoff scored four touchdowns. Um, Blake Schrader scored two or three, and uh, Cole Overcamp also had a big night. Uh, didn't have to throw the ball much tonight, but a few times we did. We executed well there. Uh, Zaffer Lee uh, hooked up with Blake Schrader on some play-action passes. So uh, really, really pleased with our offensive play tonight. Coach, and if anyone ever goes to a Sweet Springs game, you don't have a lot of kids on the sideline, but you do have a lot of talent uh, on, on on the field with Loverkamp, Lee, Eckhoff, Schneider, Um and you know you guys are a, are a, were a two seed in this district uh, for a reason. You've won your last five games. Uh, next week you guys get to host again uh, a, a good South Callaway team. Um, they play you know they they play in a really tough conference. What are you going to have to do to get ready? What do you know about South Callaway? Uh, I know they have a very strong running game. Uh, they're in the flex bone like we do. Um, they have a very talented fullback. That's going to be the first key is to be able to control him. And uh, they execute the option. So we've got to be very, very disciplined on defense. Uh, he, you know, Everybody's got to know their assignment, what to do on the option, who's got who. And and it's going to be a, it's going to be a really tough ball game. They're very well coached. Their kids play hard. And uh, like I said, they play in a tough conference. And should be quite a ball game next Friday night. Hey, Coach, and, you know, you do have that secret weapon. You've, you've got a really good special teams game uh, as, as far as your kickoff team. Maybe that will, you know, who knows, maybe that will make a difference in the game next week. Yeah, sometimes, you know, in a close, hard-fought game, that can be the difference. You know, that really changes field position, and our kids have done a great job. Uh, Noah Fogarty, our senior kicker, does a great job. Blake Schrader, when we have to punt, does a really good job of pinning the ball deep, and, our coverage teams really fly down there and do a great job of getting to the return guys. Um, I want to mention our offensive linemen tonight. They really, really played well. Uh, our center, Dallin Johnson, guards Jason Fossbinder and Tanner Dorman, and our two senior tackles, Gabe Zayner Michael Griggs, really controlled the line of scrimmage, and those guys have really improved a lot each and every week, and we're going to really need them to step up next week. Well, Coach, you guys moved to 7-3 and three on the year. Probably more importantly, you're getting to play a Week 11 game. 
Uh, best of luck next week. Give us a call back on the fifth quarter show. Let us know how your game against South Callaway goes. All right, sure will. Thanks a lot for your, your coverage and support. Okay, that's Coach Jeff Holtzman. The Sweet Springs Greyhounds moved to 7-3 and three on the year with the Santa Fe Chiefs. Eight-man football. Chiefs had an off night tonight, did not play, as did most eight-man teams in our area. They'll play next week. Santa Fe will make the trip to Knox County next week and earlier had a chance to talk it over with Santa Fe Chief Head Coach Danny Capps. Well, now in the fifth quarter show, we're going to talk with Santa Fe Head Football Coach Danny Capps. The Chiefs don't play tonight. They'll play Knox County next week. And, Danny, you fall last week to Oric, a real good team, but I think you saw some things you really liked about your team last week, didn't you? I would argue after watching the film that that was maybe the best football game that we played all year. Oric is so tough. Our guys had some struggles midseason, whether we're talking about injuries or maybe even just effort and attitude. I, I really saw us pull things together that we haven't done all season, and so... You know, I'm really proud of the guys. Now, look, go back at the season. You won your first three ball games, and I'm looking at the first five games of the year. You averaged 68 points. In case in point, the last four games, you've averaged like 15 points a game. So I know you've been bitten by the injury bug and, and had some key players hurt, and that's hurt your offensive production, it sounds like. Yeah, it definitely did, and then also hurt us on defense. You know, one of our big difference makers has not played since week three, and we're hoping to maybe get him back healthy again, but that's actually, uh, believe it or not, a freshman, Bryce Hostetter, who he showed up so well on offense in junior high and then, you know, just became a stalwart defensively at linebacker for us in in the early part of the season. And he's had a foot injury that he's still, I guess, healing up just a little bit and making sure that everything's completely healthy. And then, you know, Parker Teeman having an, an ankle injury also that has prevented him from going full speed, and I feel like now he is back at that place. That's what he tells me, and then also it shows up. It showed up on the field on Friday night. Okay, Danny, you had a bye week this past week. What are some of the things you worked on during the, during the bye week? Well, we definitely want to focus on making sure that we get healthy, number one. That's been a process that we've uh, been able to do successfully toward the later end of the season. But then, you know, also just making sure that I always feel like when you get to the end of the season, you need to refocus a lot on your fundamentals. Um, Just going back to day one stuff, and, you know, sometimes it drives coaches crazy to do things like that, but I always feel like, you know, some of that stuff kind of gets out of your brain halfway through the year, three-quarters of the way through a season or whatever. And so I, I, that's definitely a big focus for us. Next week, you go on the road. You head up to Knox County. This is the first year for eight-man football for Knox County, but they've done pretty well. I think they've only lost two games during the season. That would be a long trip and a tough game, won't it? It is. It's not as long of a trip as everybody acted like. Uh, when I looked it up on the map, it's only two and a half hours, and I had somebody tell me it was more like five. So, I, you know, obviously I've never been up there before, but have been, you know, to Kirksville and some of the northeast corner towns. But, yeah, they uh, we've seen them on film all season um, from various teams that, where we get those films in trade. They do look good. They look like they can throw the ball really well. 
and then also uh, have a pretty impressive running back that can make people miss. Okay, that's Danny Capps, head coach of the Santa Fe Chiefs. Chiefs will play again. They'll make the trip to Knox County next week. Well, the uh, Wellington Napoleon Tigers, they see their season come to an end. They play a real good West Platte team. Wellington Napoleon had a pretty good year this year, but they fall tonight to West Platte. And a few minutes ago, we talked it over with uh, Wellington Napoleon's head coach, Andy Hampton. Join us now on the fifth quarter show is Coach Andy Hampton of the Wellington Napoleon Tigers. Wellington went to West Platte tonight to play a very good KCI team in West Platte. West Platte comes out with a 39-0 victory over the Tigers. Coach, you know, what What did West Platte do to you guys tonight that didn't allow you to get your offense rolling? Well, you know, we really killed ourselves uh, most of the night tonight. I think we had five turnovers, uh, and I think uh, three of them, I think, maybe four, three of them for sure, were in 15 going in when we were scoring. Uh, we also got down inside the 10 right before halftime uh, and didn't score. And so, you know, when you get down inside the 15, uh, four opportunities, and and you, we actually got down another time uh, and had a penalty that kicked us out and we tried a field goal and didn't get that. So, you know, we definitely had opportunities tonight. We just we, we made too many mistakes at really key times, and uh, we couldn't overcome them, you know, against a team like West Platte. Uh, we started the game off. Uh, they got the ball and drove down to the one. We actually forced a fumble uh, and and had a huge stop. But then um, we couldn't move the ball off the one and actually got a safety to start the game for them. So, um, you know, like I said, the ball didn't bounce our way tonight for sure. But, um, you know, they did a lot of good things. Defensively, they very very physical up front and uh, put a lot of guys up on the line. But, um, you know, just, just real inconsistent tonight is what kind of killed us. Yeah, and, and and West Platte for for the listeners that don't know, they're a very good team, and you know they finished, I believe, third in a conference that had uh, Hamilton, who beat Higginsville, uh, East Buck, Mid Buck. So so they're they're a very good team. Sounds like you guys moved the ball those tonight, not able to get into the end zone. Who stood out offensively for the Tigers tonight? Well, uh, we had uh, Elijah Owens had another good game uh, uh, rushing the ball. He had 23 carries for about 135 yards, I think. And uh, Mason Fisher had seven catches tonight. Uh, Trotter Huge had six catches and uh, on offense as well. And so, um, you know, like I said, we just uh, we couldn't get any in any type of rhythm. It seemed like all night offensively, just because of the. Uh, crazy stuff that happened and you know older kids you know this is the time of year when crazy stuff's going to happen and it's going to go against you and it's going to go for you and unfortunately tonight you know most of it just went against us and uh, just too many mishaps but um, you know our kids never quit we were down uh, two scores at halftime uh, 15 nothing, and uh, just tried to come out in the second half and things just really didn't go our way and the game got out of hand and uh, but our kids never quit. You know, that's the culture that we've really tried to instill in these guys these last two years of uh, just always going to the next play and working on mental toughness and fighting to the end. And, uh, I'm obviously proud of our kids for doing that tonight. Coach, and you guys finished the year 4-4. Four and four. Um, You know, you lost a couple of games uh, that you weren't able to play. Um, talk about your seniors a little bit um, and, and the season as a whole. Well, yeah, you know, uh, we were two and five last year. Uh, lost several games to COVID and lost a couple more this year. And so, uh, you know, going from two and five to four and four is, is definitely an improvement. And uh, 
you know, our, our eight seniors that we had this year were tremendous leaders for us, uh, tremendous kids, uh, came to work every day, you know, great encouragers, uh, great leaders. Um, you know, they've really set a, a standard uh, and legacy for our younger kids to uh, hopefully pick up and continue to follow uh, here in the future. And so uh, those eight guys, you know, like I said, had uh, wonderful careers and uh, had a great season this year, and I, I want to wish them all the best and thank them for everything they've done for me and, and for our program. The best country music lives here on 103.9. Oh, exactly where it is. KRLI Malta Bend, Curly Country. Curly Country. Curly Country. Ray Carroll Insurance is part of your local cooperative. Ray Carroll Insurance agents David Mazdam, Lacey Warren, Ryan Minnick, Brenna McCollum, and Zach Tolson have a commitment to personalized service to help you choose the best protection for crop insurance, auto, home, or farm. Schedule a consultation today with Ray Carroll Insurance. More and more area farmers are relying on professional ag services at Lathrop, Missouri, a premier provider of Pioneer and Corteva brand products in Clinton and Caldwell County. For more information, call the office at 816-740-6720. Professional ag services for the farmer who gets it done right. Professional ag services, Lathrop, Missouri. I'm Jeff Adams, your Carrollton Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why I'm a proud supporter of Carrollton Trojan Athletics. Call Jeff Adams at 660-542-1629. Edward Jones, member SIPC. The Bank of Odessa is community committed. Their goal is for every person who enters the bank to be better off financially for having made the choice to bank with them. For personal or business banking, savings and loans, a personal banker will find the financial solution to fit your lifestyle. Bank of Odessa, Lafayette County's leading bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. What don't you want when car or truck shopping? Stress? Overbearing salespeople? Struggling with financing? Haggling over the price? Heard enough? There's none of that at Banner Colson Chevrolet because truthfully, they don't like it either. Family-owned and operated, doing the best to make your car shopping an easy experience. Banner Colson Chevrolet, Highway 13, Higginsville. Highlights and coaches' interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. Well, as we've said earlier, most of the eight-man teams did not play tonight. One of those teams is the St. Paul Saints, and, of course, St. Paul having a good year right now. The Saints are 6-3 and three under Coach C.J. Gifford. Next week they play Concordia, and we talked earlier with Coach Gifford. Now in the fifth quarter, going to chat with uh, St. Paul head coach C.J. Gifford. The St. Paul Saints have a bye tonight. They'll play next week against Concordia in the first district game. And C.J., you've had a good season at St. Paul. You guys are 6-3, and three, and during that stretch, you won six games in a row, didn't you? Yep, we did. We had six in a row. Uh, we, we stumbled a little bit those last two weeks. Uh, probably one we should have won, and then we faced a, a very good Drexel team last week. So, uh, you know, I think they're undefeated, and I think I heard they're number three in the nation in scoring wow. offense. Wow. So they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they must be. They put 80 points on the board against you. Then the week before that, you lose to Knox County 58-54. to Knox County schools had a lot of success in 11-man football. They just dropped down to 8-man this year. and That sounds like a pretty good game, over 100 points scored. Yeah, that was a good game, too. It was 
I think that was a little bit of a, we just won a big game for homecoming, and I don't think we were really as up for that game as maybe we could have been. So looking forward to, you know, if we can get through this next week, uh, we might have to hit, travel back up to Knox County, too. So that, that might have another good game on our hands. And I, and I would think overall that 6-3 and three record, you had those six wins in a row. It has some good high-scoring point outputs. Looks like your defense has played pretty well most of the year. I think you'd be happy with the regular season. Oh, yeah, I, we are very happy. We had a good season. You know, anytime you can get six wins over 500, you know, that's a pretty good season for us. I think we had a couple co-host games we could have won, but, you know, could have, should have, would have. But we got this whole new season here in the postseason that we're kind of looking forward to now. Yeah, everybody's 0-0 right now, and you're in uh, eight-man football, Class 1, District 2. Uh, you don't play this week, and next week you're the number three seed in that district. Looks like North Shelby's number one. The Knox County team we just talked about, number two, you're three, North Northwest of Hughesville, number four, and uh, you open up guess against uh, guess who the Concordia Orioles, and you beat the Orioles 52-22 early in the season. But uh, you know they've improved a lot. I know you've improved a lot. And when Concordia and St. Paul play, you just kind of throw things up in the air and just realize anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. And it was one of those things where if I could choose any team in our district, I think one of the last ones I would have chosen was Concordia. You know, they, they just kind of they scare me a little bit. Coach Brazy's a great coach over there. He's going to have his kids ready to roll. And I think they match up uh, in a way against us I don't particularly like. So, but it, it should be a good game. I was I was asking Coach Lobenstein that I said, have we ever played Concordia twice in a year? And you know, thinking maybe at some point it happened, but it, uh, as far as he knows, it's never happened. So this is the first time we've actually had to play Concordia twice in one year. So you can kind of throw the you know throw the records out the window, throw everything out when you get these rivalry games. You and Concordia, of course, in the same community of Concordia, and it's a pretty good rivalry game. You love to beat each other, but I think you guys have a pretty pretty friendly relationship overall, don't you? You no, know, we really do. It's kind of like it's kind of a weird rivalry, yeah, like Concordia, because we're such a close knit community anyway. You know, you want to be Concordia, you know, they're crosstown rivals. But I've told Concordia, you know, I know quite a few of their kids over there. Talk to them around town, and you know, I like those kids. I hope they win. I tell them this. I hope they win. You know, nine out of their ten <laughs> games every season. <laughs> like I, I really do. Um, so it's kind of a good. It's a good rivalry. I have a great relationship with the coaching staff over there. Coach Basie's awesome. He texts me every Friday night. You know, and then, um, but you want to beat them. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I, I hope they win every game, but the one against us or two against us this year. Okay, it's Coach C.J. Gifford. They'll play Concordia next week. St. Paul and Concordia should be one of our highlighted games next week. Well, the Macon Tigers, they're assured of a winning season right now. They move the record to 6-4 and four with a 42-6 to, to win tonight over Clark County. And a few minutes ago, Travis talked it over with Macon head coach Joey Peterson. Joining me now on the fifth quarter show is Coach Joey Peterson of the Macon Tigers. Macon was at home tonight in district play against Clark County. Macon jumps out to a 28-6 lead at half, comes out comes on top with a 42-6 to win. Coach, congratulations. Big win tonight. you got to be really happy uh, with how your kids played. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, we've been talking about Week 10 for a long time now. It finally got here, and uh, the, the work that they put in showed up. So it was a good feeling. Hey, you guys put up uh, six touchdowns on the board tonight. Who stood out for making tonight? Uh, you know, I thought our O-line played really well, blocked, blocked it up well for our backs. Uh, Mike Lanier threw the ball well. Our receivers caught everything he threw at him. Uh, it was just a, a good team effort, good team win for us. Hey, defensively, you guys hold Clark County to a touchdown. Obviously, first half touchdown, you know, maybe a little concerning to you, but 
Uh, defensively, you got to be proud about holding Clark County to one touchdown. Uh, yeah, we uh, we challenged them after last week. We actually played uh, Clark County last week. They scored 30 on us, and I, I called my defense out a little bit, and they responded well. Uh, we had one blown coverage. Uh, other than that, I thought it was a pretty, pretty solid defensive effort. So what was the difference tonight? You know, you guys gave up five touchdowns last week. You only gave up one tonight. What was the difference between last week's game and tonight? Was it schematics? Was it effort? You know, it's uh, attention to detail by your kids? Uh, you know, it, it is a little bit of everything, all that you mentioned. And uh, it didn't hurt uh, that this week they had to travel down to see us. <laughs> that that trip to Clark County can be a tough one at times. And, and, uh, and fortunately, we got to host this week. And, and uh, we, we like to play at home when we can. They're on, uh, on Hugh Dunn Field. Hey, next week you guys have a, a rivalry game, sort of of, of sorts, uh, with Palmyra. They got you earlier in the year. It's a two-three. It's a two-three matchup. Uh, they beat you forty-one to twenty earlier in the year. Both teams, I'm sure, have changed. You're going to have both of you are going to have a lot of film on each other. Uh, what's your plan going into this week? Uh, you know, we've just got to uh, clean up the small things, continue to give great effort, uh, and execute really well. Uh, half the time. You know, I think it's 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 us, our mistakes that really slow us down. If we can eliminate that, I think we're a scary team in in, uh, in district play, and, and it wouldn't wouldn't hurt my feelings to get a little revenge on, on Palmyra. Those guys stumped us earlier in the year, and we'd like to get back at them a little bit. Yeah, fo- football can be a complicated game, but you know, if you take <laughs> if you take care of the ball, if you limit penalties, limit mental mistakes, you know, it it, it can be a simple game. I agree. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, but uh, at the end of the day, if you can block better and tackle better than the other team, you've got a good shot at winning. Well, Coach, we're, you're probably going to have some cold weather uh, next week in northern Missouri, northeast Missouri, I guess you would say. Uh, you're, you guys are 6-4 and four on the year. Give us a call back next week. Let us know how that game against Palmyra goes. I will do. Will do. Thank you. Okay, as Joey Peterson doing a good job at making their six and four right now. They'll play again next week. So Joey, always appreciate the call. Thanks again for giving us a buzz and of course making their class three. And they'll be going to Palmyra next week. Well, the Windsor Greyhounds they're still undefeated. They're perfect ten and zero, defending class one state champs tonight. They knock off Sherwood fifty six. And Chick Miller talked it over with Windsor head coach Jake Vinsel. I'm joined by Windsor's. Head football coach Jake Vinsel moving to the 10-0 coach. Played Sherwood tonight, 50-6. to Sounds like you had that offense going once again. Yeah, it was a good night for the Greyhounds. I thought we did a really good job coming out early. Uh, we put two early touchdowns on the board. Uh, came up with two defensive stops with three and outs. Uh, put ourselves in good positions there with some short fields and then executed and put the ball uh, in the end zone and finished those drives. I thought we cleaned up some penalties, uh, you know, in the red zone that we had some problems with last week. So I was really pleased with that execution. Uh, put, a, put a few more points on the board. Went up 36-0 to zero at half. Uh, came back out second half. Uh, returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Uh, you know, had that running clock going. Uh, able to, you know, do some good things offensively, defense, and on special teams. And then, you know, as the game progressed, we're able to get everybody in the ball game. Uh, so that's a great night for all those guys to get in in a district uh, football game. So really exciting for uh, you know those guys that practice hard all week long to get in there in a football game. Well, Coach, at the end of the season, especially when you're 10 and 0, there's two things you want: to be healthy, and maybe give some of them starters some time off. And it sounds like you got the guys some time off in the second half. How about your health? Is it doing pretty well? 
Yeah, we're, overall we're doing well. We got a few injuries here, or there. You know, it's that time of the year, definitely. Uh, so you know, and then we were also in a very physical four-quarter game against St. Michael's last week. So you know, you got to be smart about it. You got to understand that you know your bodies do get worn down. So you got to make sure you're taking care of them in the right way. And if you get an opportunity to get your guys out, like in the game tonight, you know, you definitely want to do that. Uh, I definitely want to give hats off to to Sherwood. Uh, the fact that they haven't played, you know, there's a lot of schools that weren't playing tonight, uh, and they're trying to build a program over there. So I respect uh, them a lot for coming and playing this football game. Uh, we moved this over to Clinton High School tonight to be able to play on that field turf, so that was great. Uh, we definitely appreciate that fact that Clinton will work with us and is able to get that accomplished. Um, we are very explosive offensively tonight. Uh, we had a lot of guys touch the ball. We had five different receivers with a catch. Uh, you know, whenever, uh, you know, our guys did catch the ball, they made some big plays. Uh, Dalton Witherspoon, who's led the way for us, you know, this year, he had eight carries for 104 yards and two touchdowns. So, you know, pretty healthy average there. Uh, Dylan Witherspoon, our quarterback, he had three carries for 94 yards and a touch and a score, a 60 yard touchdown. And then their brother, Peyton Witherspoon, had two rushes for 81 yards and a score. First time he touched the ball, he went 60 yards for a score. Uh, so very e- efficient there and explosive offensively. So very pleased with that effort. And then defensively, you know, sure which one of those uh, teams is going to run the ball at you. Uh, and so I thought our defensive line played really well. Marshall Mankini and Cole Hass, the defensive tackles, did a great job of squeezing down in their run fits and then tackling. And then Corbin Terry at defensive end, I thought he had a really good game too. Uh, when they went some play-action pass, he had a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So uh, very pleased with that. I, I definitely think there were some things we can clean up execution-wise, uh, but overall very pleased with the effort. Well, it sounds like a coach. You know, that's kind of a defensive quarters, defensive coordinator's nightmare and, and defensive players. And you're like, hey, you know, we've got to watch Witherspoon. You're like, well, which one? There's three of them. So it's kind of a nice thing to have, Coach. Yeah, it, it's really nice offensively. We have a lot of weapons. Uh, we have a, a lot of athletes, and then we can do some things to put them in space. You know, Dalton is, is such a great football player, you know, not only in, in, as a running back and as a receiver. So you can do a lot of different things with him, his brother. Uh, you know, quarterback Dylan, uh, he's very skilled, uh, doing a great job in our system. You know, he can throw it, he can run it. Obviously, like you said, his brother Peyton, uh, he plays in the slot for us. We have some very talented guys, you know, in the slot with Parker Craig and outside with J.J. Hall and Dylan White. And, you know, we have Caleb Eaton that comes in the tight end. Uh, you know, and our offensive line just does a great job executing our, our run schemes and they understand, you know, what we're trying to get accomplished. So you mix those all thi- all those things together uh that makes us you know a very explosive offense and uh you know when we're executing uh, at a high level uh we could definitely uh, have the opportunity to put points on the board well it continues next week for you guys you got adrian um well you know much about them coach adrian is a really good football team adrian won the west central west division uh we won the west central east division uh, so actually you got two different sides of our conference now meeting in a district semifinal game with a lot on the line to go play in a district championship game. Uh, Adrian is 8-2. and two. Their only two losses are two Class 2 programs. They lost to Butler, who was undefeated, and they lost to Warsaw, who is a Class 2 uh, school with only one loss. Uh, they, are, they are very physical. Uh, they will line it up in split backs and run the veer at you. They have a basket at quarterback who does a great job with the mesh, and he'll pull it out and run it. They can also line up and spread you out. 
uh, and, uh, you know, run some jet sleeves and throw it a little bit. Uh, they're very physical defensively, put a lot of guys in the box. Uh, so it's going to be a really good football game uh, between two good football teams, and there's going to be a lot of excitement this week uh, to host that game and, uh, you know, be able to play in this round with, uh, with a game with, on the line to play in a district championship. Well, Coach, it all starts in the summer, and here it is now. You know, all that hard work's paid off from last year to the summer program to now, and uh, we wish you the best luck. Make sure you give us a call next weekend on the Curly Fifth Quarter Show, Coach. Yes, I certainly will. Thank you for your coverage of high school athletics, and go Greyhounds. Oh, yeah, it's Jake Vinsel. They moved to 10-0 and tonight with that big win over Sherwood. They'll be uh, back at home next week. Windsor, again, like I say, the defending state champs and having another good year. They'll be at home next week to entertain a very good Adrian Ball Club. Well, another eight-man team that doesn't play tonight, the Norburn Harden Central Aggies, and the Aggies next week will go on the road to northwest of Hughesville to earlier uh, Drew Tully had a chance to talk it over with Andrew Watson, head coach of the Norburn Harden Central team. Now in the fifth quarter show, we're joined by Andrew Watson, head coach at Norburn Harden Central. And coach, you've got a bye this week. This was your first season as head coach at Norburn Harden Central. Regular season wrapped up, and it was safe to say you guys got better week after week throughout the regular season. Yeah, uh, you know, it's been a fun year. We have a great group of kids that have worked hard all summer and all year this year. And so, uh, you know, we... I definitely think we've improved each week, and hopefully we can keep that rolling in the playoffs. Well, tonight you had a bye week, so a chance for your kids to get healed up and a little extra time to prepare for Northwest Hughesville. How did the bye week go? It's gone pretty well. You know, I mean, it's been rainy and dreary, but we found and they had a lot of fun doing that. So overall pretty good, just, you know, trying to keep healthy and get ready to go for next week. Well, next week you do play Northwest Hughesville, and that's a team you played just a few weeks ago, so it's going to be a good measuring stick to see how much better you guys have gotten since that game. Yeah, you know, I thought uh, as a team we took a lot of steps forward last week in our, in our final regular season game. You know, we put a lot of things together and moving some people around and getting some people healthy, so uh, we're hoping that, you know, we can go give them, give them everything we got next week and uh, take home a win. I know you guys have had some injury issues throughout the season, like you mentioned. Are you pretty healthy going into this playoff game? Yeah, uh, I, you know, we still got a you know, couple kids banged up, but overall, you know, it's one of the healthiest we've been all year, and so it's a good time to be healthy. Hopefully it stays that way. And in your opponent, Northwest Hughesville, what stood out to you in film prep, in preparation for this game and also the last time you met them? Uh, well, you know, they're, they're a good physical team. They got a, you know, really good linebacker. Uh, makes a lot of tackles all over the field, uh, so we, we you know got to get a body on him, and then uh, got to stop their pass game. They, you know they got a good group of receivers and a really good quarterback. They got some height and some speed, and so you know we did a pretty good job in the run game last year or la- a couple weeks ago when we played them, but we really struggled shutting down the pass game. So that's been kind of our emphasis this week. Okay, that's Coach Andrew Watson talking over with Drew Tully. They'll play next week. They play northwest of Hughesville, as many, most other eight-man teams had a bye this week. will play next week. One of those teams that decided not to play in the playoffs this year, the co-op team of Brunswick, Keatsville, Northwestern, and Menon. Our final interview tonight, assistant coach Eric Hoyt talks about the northwest or the northwestern brunswick keatsville team well the co-op football team featuring keatsville brunswick and northwestern amendment high schools wrapped up their season last week they decided not to play in the district playoffs this year and right now chatting with assistant coach eric hoyt who's also the superintendent and athletic director at northwestern amendment high school and eric 
this is the second year you all have had football and made pretty good progress, haven't you? We did. You know, we would have really liked to experience to win and kind of, you know, get our, our kids excited about that and see some success. But we, we celebrated a lot of smaller successes, and, and uh, we, we made a lot of growth in the season. You know, even though this is our second year, you know, most of the time, whenever we had our eight players out there on the field, we only had two or three of them that had any experience from the year prior. You know, we were pretty young and, and had a lot of freshmen that were contributing quite a bit. And, and uh, you know we we worked really hard all season to to get better you know on both sides of the ball and and I think we experienced some growth you know we had some really good offensive production in a few games late in the season and and uh, you know that was that was very encouraging um, we still have to get better on defense you know those uh, those fundamentals of football and blocking and tackling and and uh, all those things are are things that we still have to continue to improve on and once we learn how to play defense um, and and understand our run fits and our pass coverages and and uh, and get a little more proficient at tackling, I think we'll start seeing some success. You know, the junior high program had quite a bit of success this year and and uh, they won a couple of games and and those kids some of them have been playing some youth ball. So you know we've got some kids coming that have some experience and, and we're looking forward to that in the future for for the Thunder football program. You know, and I hear a lot lot of a lot of teams that play eight-man football they say the same thing say we can get the offense going but it's tough to get the defense and you know you play eight-man football you don't have as many guys on the field so you got a lot more ground to cover and if you got somebody you're playing that's got somebody with good speed it's tough to get outside and cover that speed isn't it our kids just um, aren't to the point where the game is slowing down for them yet. I think the more experience you get and the more you play the game, you know, you see things quicker and it, it feels like, you know, the, the game slows a little bit. And I think our kids, the game's moving pretty fast for them. They see things that, you know, maybe they haven't seen very often or don't recognize. We have to continue to work and grow and their attitudes have been phenomenal. You know, they show up every week and, and they're ready to learn and they're working hard and, uh, you know, we, we can't we can't do anything but just keep uh, keep at it, keep pushing them to be better football players and, and they've responded really well to that. Two weeks ago, you played Concordia, and they beat you. That was a very high scoring. Sounds like a very good football game. Yes, and we had some things that were working offensively for us. And, and uh, I think our uh, freshman, Colby Jenkins, had over 500 yards of offense that night by himself. Um, he scored in all three phases offensively. He had a passing touchdown, a couple rushing touchdowns, and a couple receiving touchdowns. Trey Stockwell, our quarterback, threw for a few touchdowns. You know, we, we had uh, almost 300 yards of rushing, you know, so our line was playing really well and we're blocking things up front. And, and uh, you know, we, we did a lot of good things in that game. And I, that was a really a big moment for our kids because, you know, even though we didn't win the game, they experienced a lot of success, got to have a lot of fun playing the game. And, uh, you know, I think it excited them um, and, uh, you know, gives us some momentum working into next year. Eric, how many seniors do you lose off your Brunswick, Keatsville, Northwestern football team this year. We had four seniors, and we'll miss them dearly. You know, they all contributed, you know, a lot over the over the course of the last two years. And actually, three of them didn't play last year. One of them was due to an injury, and two of them were, uh, you know, just just didn't go out for the program. So we we only had Isaac Medlin was the only senior that uh, that is graduating that uh, that you know played significant time last year. So um, even though we'll miss those seniors dearly, and and uh, they contributed a lot this year. You know, we uh, you know our younger kids got a lot of chances to, to be on the field and, and perform, and we got a lot of good experience out of them as well. Okay, that's Eric Hoyt in uh, Brunswick, Keatsville, 
Northwestern. Good to see them playing football. They're they're getting better as as the years go on, and hopefully next year they'll be even better. So, hey, Eric, thanks for the interview. Hey, real quickly, it's time to get out of here. Let's run the scores real quickly, and it's time to go. In Class 1, District 4, it was uh, Lincoln beating Cold Camp 22-14, Skyline 40-6 over Crestridge, Windsor beats Sherwood 50-6, and Adrian over Midway 44-0. Next week, Lincoln goes to Skyline, Adrian at Windsor. District 5, Fayette beats Slater 66-24, Harrisburg 28-16 over Father Tolton. Sweet Springs beats Russellville 55-29, South Callaway 38-14 over Tipton. Next week, South Callaway goes to Sweet Springs, Harrisburg goes to Fayette. District 6, South Shelby beats Scotland County 32-26, Highland 60-0 over Paris. Westrand beats Salisbury 29-12. Next week, South Shelby at Marceline, Westrand will be at Highland. District 7, Penny of Hamilton 48 to nothing over Princeton. South Harrison beats Polo 7 to 6. Gallatin 48-16 over Putnam County. And Milan beats Maysville 20 to 6. Next week, South Harrison goes to Penny. It'll be Milan on the road at Gallatin. And finally in District 8, it was West Platte over Wellington Napoleon 39 to nothing. Mid Buchanan beats Plattsburgh 56 to 6. East Buchanan beats Carrollton 42 to nothing. North Platte University Academy play tomorrow. Next week, West Platte will go to the winner of that game to probably probably University Academy, possibly North Platte. We'll see. And East Buchanan goes to Mid Buchanan. In Class 2, in District 5, Holden beats for sales 14 to nothing. Higginsville 71 to nothing over Lone Jack. Warsaw beats Knob 52 to nothing. Holden goes to Butler. Warsaw to Higginsville next week. District 6, Centralia over Montgomery County 26 to 8. It was Bowling Green 70 to nothing over Missouri Military. California beats North Callaway 35 to 8. It's Centralia at Hallsville, California at Bowling Green. District 7, Trenton beats Brookfield 28 to 6. Macon 42 to 6 over Clark County. Trenton goes to Maryville. Macon goes to Palmyra next week. District 8, it was a loss and upsetting Pembroke Hill 36 to 35. St. Michael beats Lexington 45 to 20. Lathrop and Hogan Prep will play tomorrow. The winner of that game goes to Richmond next week. Lawson goes to St. Michael the Archangel. Class 3, it was District 5, Southern Boone falls to Eldon. Eldon 36-13 over Southern Boone. Booneville beats Fulton 40-20. Blair Oaks 53-0 over Osage. Eldon goes to Mexico. Blair Oaks to Booneville next week. District 7, Pleasant Hill beats Oak Grove 55-36. Pleasant Hill goes to Odessa. Summit Christian to center next week. District 8, it was Cameron 48-26 over Northeast. Chillicothe beats Central 55-0. It was Savannah 31-13 over Benton. Savannah goes to Chillicothe. Cameron goes to St. Pius. Class 4. Warrington beats Moberly 44-33. Kirksville beats Marshall 35-12. Warrington to Hannibal. Kirksville to Jeff City next Friday night. District 7, Harrisonville beats Grandview. Nevada 64-6 over East. Harrisonville beat Grandview 51-14. Bolivar beats Warrensburg 31-14. Bolivar goes to Nevada. It's Harrisonville at Lincoln Prep. District 8, it's Kearney 35-18 over Winnetonka. Excelsior Springs beats Van Horn 30-15. Excelsior Springs goes to St. Joe Lafayette. Carney goes to Smithville. And finally, in Class 5, Smith Cotton beats Ruskin 35 to nothing. Smith Cotton goes to Grain Valley Friday night. That's a mouthful. That's about it for us tonight, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll have two more programs, one next week, then one two weeks. That'll be the district final night, and that'll be our last night. So two more shows. Thank you for tuning in. I thank our crew, Jim Woods, on the board. Uh, Donnie, Donnie, uh, 
Donnie on the uh, thanks on the phone. Uh, Stephanie Shannon doing the job for us also on the phone and with the scores. Travis Zoll doing some interviews for us. Also uh, Chick Miller and uh, Drew Tully also doing some interviews tonight. We've certainly enjoyed coming your way and back with you again next Friday night. Have a good weekend and we'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show, hosted by Joe All. Tune in next Friday after the game of the week for highlights and coaches' interviews, the inside scoop on Missouri's high school football. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.